0: 5021 David, we got a fender down and two GSW's to the chest. I need you to meet us at Molly's <laughs> for the most powerful podcast on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by name on the name of Leroy's
1: Hawkins, and if you're not listening, you obviously ain't learning. Copy that. That
0: to me there's nothing more important. That's gonna be all sunshine and roses. It's gonna be a hell of a
1: It is our 6th birthday. We are officially a first grader. When you texted me that
2: like 2 weeks ago or whatever, I was like, how is that possible? I
1: know. We've been doing this for so long, 6 years. Wow. Where did the time go. No, but actually though, I time time definitely flies when you're having fun. The cliche is very true. Yeah, it's
2: it's just been and especially this last year though has been such a wild year um in terms of podcast you know well one chicago really but it's just like wow
1: yeah wow yeah definitely definitely wow so yeah today is september 1st and on this day in 2017 we launched our very first episode of the pod easy i know it's just it's insane like (laughs) the world six years ago versus the world now and like who we are as people oh yeah like i think about who i was in
2: august well september 2017 and i'm like you know wow i was like such
1: a baby yeah yep crazy it's wild so yeah we are we are six years old yeah mind-blowing so Yeah, happy birthday to us. Um, I will say this is a better birthday than last birthday. Oh,
2: my God. Amen
1: (laughs) to that, man. Amen to that. I will just say this is such a much better birthday than last year's.
2: I mean, it's still not great because obviously we're not getting our shows back anytime soon. But, like, I'll take this year's birthday. I'm not angry, so
1: it's fine. So we're recording this, obviously, the night before. So it's still August when we're recording this. And so yesterday, the 30th, was the one-year anniversary since jesse lee soffer announced his departure from pd Uh, and in case you forgot it the entirety of the one chicago internet was there to remind you yesterday so yeah yeah, well and it was just like the one time we were going live and it was like this whole
2: thing and then literally we spent like two hours ranting about yep it's fine this is a better birthday
1: and there's still more to talk about with jesse today because there was a late edition in there about the strike oh boy okay
2: oh see i missed that i literally didn't even see that so i'm um, catching up on the
1: news yeah give me my remote Got an interview jesse and tracy were on the picket lines today at the warner brothers lot and so yeah they just got some quotes from them about the strike and you know seeing them together i just kind of gave me the feels all over again and yeah yeah so great we're back by the way if you couldn't tell (laughs) um that was the longest break we've ever had.
2: I know. And like when we were just talking before we started recording, we were like, how do we do this? Like how do I outline like what is happening?
1: Yep. Yeah. We, we can't took a go month that off. long ever again. No, no. We took a month off. Let's never do that again.
2: I mean, it was very necessary, but yeah. like and it was like a good reset, but I think it just really re- reaffirmed to both of us like a how important this is and B like still how much as Terrible sometimes as the shows can be, as frustrated as we can be with like what's going on in Chicago, like we still love doing this, yes. And I think this break, as necessary as it was, just reaffirmed that
1: that was a we're not sign. going anywhere anytime soon ever. You, yeah, uh, you can't get rid of us, you can't, <laughs> it's just not, not gonna happen. So, um, being off for a month means we have news a so. little bit, a little bit, yeah. Um. Uh, so so. Little strike update. Um, things are still not good. No. Nope. the The writer strike is in its fourth month now. The actor strike is in its second month. Um, the the WGA has had a couple of meetings with the AMPTP, and they have not gone well. No. I cannot believe how out of touch the AMPTP is. It's just mind boggling, and it like it shouldn't be. But like it is.
2: Like every time I see something, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, really? I so so did you hear about what happened at the last WGA meeting? I think so. I'm trying there's so many meetings, I'm like, which meeting was which? But yeah, I
1: think so. So it was basically Bob Iger and company pretty much lecturing the WGA people about mm -hmm. like how they should just behave.
3: Yeah.
2: Bob Iger, it's like. I feel like I used to like him, and then now I'm just like, you
1: can get the fuck out. Like, okay, bye. Yeah. Like, is his head that far up his ass from the bathroom of his own private yacht that he, like, doesn't understand that all they're asking is for them to part with, like, 0.2% of profits? Right. Apparently not. It blows my mind. Like, that's next level out of touch. Well, and he's really, I feel
2: like... At least, I mean, granted, the AMTP, uh, whatever, I can never get that, like, acronym correct. The AMPTP. I feel like Bob Iger has really just become the face for that. Because otherwise, like, it's like the studios as if they're just this, like, kind of ominous, you know, thing over that doesn't really exist. But, like, I feel like
1: Bob Iger has really just become the face of it. And now I'm just like, no. no. He, he, He's gone full Disney villain. He's gone completely meta. Yep. yeah it just blows my mind blows my mind um there was an article today about some dga controversy with the directors guild um they basically were i think they were trying to vote for not not necessarily the board but they were voting for something and the the higher up who is on the same board as bob Iger from the dga i can't remember her name but she basically somebody spoke out and basically recommended against I think 10 writers who are like double hyphenates. They're part of the WG D- WGA and DGA. Right. Um, And basically kind of wrote out to the members of the DGA and said like, don't vote them in. Oh, I'm like looking at it now. Craig yeah. Mason,
2: isn't that the one who did- um Chernobyl and yes. The Last of Us. Yes.
1: And he's, he's very good yes. friends with Derek Haas.
2: Yeah. Crazy.
1: The infighting in Hollywood right now is- just mind-blowing but also like they don't realize that the infighting is hurting their own industry yeah crazy uh, my- yeah mind-boggling like you said like there's just there's just there are no words.
2: But I feel like that's really more it's not as much like I feel like I was reading something on Twitter the other day a couple days ago about how like people are trying to make it seem though that like there's a big divide between like the writers and the actors and they're like yeah no like what are you it's more like everyone it's, it's like the people who don't have a deal are together and then everyone else who's like getting paid and has a deal or you know makes tons of money anyway like they're all on one side like that's where I feel like the infighting is.
1: Yeah. It doesn't really take an idiot to be able to tell that the WGA and the and SAG are pretty like yeah. pretty united in this. Yeah. Yeah. Good god. Uh yeah, but like guys, like I I need like the I need the powers that be like Bob Iger and company like pull your head out of your ass. I miss my shows. Yeah. I really miss them. Yeah. Well, and, like
2: right now a lot of the networks can kind of get by with like some reality tv or things that have already, you know streamers can get by with like things that have already been filmed you know like right now there's like not as much of a gap so like it's fine but eventually if it keeps going there is going to be a gap where like you can only do so much reality tv and you can only so sort of show many reruns exactly exactly so i don't know i don't know either it's scary it's it's, it's really scary i keep thinking about the fact that like they say when Chicago is supposed to come back in January, right? I don't know about
1: January, just 2024, but I mean. I thought they said January. But like uh... my
2: in my head is like, there's no way they can come back in January.
1: No, because they would have and to so start they... filming like, like next month.
2: Yeah, well, and they like the right, even if you said, okay, both strikes are over tomorrow. Like, even if you just in hypothetical said, okay, they come to a deal tonight. They're over tomorrow. The writers still have to staff rooms like the writers still have to write episodes and usually they take what like 6 weeks before they even start filming between like when the writers room opens and like it just it can't happen. I don't even know how we're going to get episodes. Like I just I don't see how it happens. There's a
1: chance unless that... you're like summer. Unless you're like okay, we'll get like some summer episode. Like no, that's, that's what we'll be saying summer is shows. There's a chance that we might not get any new One Chicago until this time of 24. That's wild.
2: Like that's so fucking wild.
1: No, it's totally wild. Like, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it's insane. Oh, yeah. And so WGA has had a couple meetings, but the AMPDP has not reached out to SAG once. That's so fucked up. We're we're roughly on like the two month mark of the SAG strike. There's been zero communication between the two.
2: I feel like they feel like they're going to be able to get by with, like, obviously they know that, like, writer, like, I feel like they're willing to talk to the writers because obviously in order to have any kind of content, you have to have writers, but I feel like they're, they feel like that they're going to be able to scrounge up enough actors who aren't in SAG to, like, you know, do all their stuff,
1: and I'm like, that's literally impossible, but okay. That's, uh, as Lauren likes to say, that's DeLulu. uh Yeah. Because, I mean, SAG, SAG is flat out said. If you're not in SAG and you get caught working on a SAG-supported contract or, you know, a project no. like that, you're going to be denied entry into SAG. Right. That's,
2: yeah. You basically are ruining your career before it's even started if you're, you know, at that level.
1: <laughs> Unless you're Stephen Amell and you're in the middle of your career oh that's so it's so bad it's, it's so, so bad. cringe yeah it's so bad and
2: like I used to like the man and now I like I can't I can't
1: I can't I I'm not i can not i i i am not going to lie that picture of him on the picket line made me laugh it's so just like trying to do everything
2: you can to just save yourself and it's just it's so bad
1: if you think you don't know enough about a certain topic, or you feel like you might be even the slightest bit out of touch on something, just keep your mouth shut. Well, have you
2: seen, I meant to send it to you, but have you seen the whole thing about Selena Gomez's, like, I did see debacle? that. And I just did like, see that.
1: Girl, like, what are you doing? She's gotta be in SAG. Like, she started act- in acting, right? Yeah, she she was on Barney. Girl. And... She was on Barney, and then obviously was just and
2: then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's done so many things. She's gotta be in SAG. And now she's on Only Murders. She's No, she's totally SAG. Is that post still up, I wonder? No, she deleted it. That's the controversy. Because you got caught. Yeah, you. she realized what she did, and
1: she was like, oh no, I'm gonna delete it. I mean- Uh, with her I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt like maybe she was just so jazzed that she just wanted to post but Stephen Amell flat out was like we're not allowed to talk about this so fuck it I'm gonna do it anyway yeah yeah it's crazy times it's crazy times I have enjoyed the content from all the themed pickets that they've had there was a West Wing picket last week did you see that yes there was
2: a Glee picket was that last week yeah it was last week um yeah they're really fun um the west wing picket like
1: killed me because the, just the the pictures that came out and the things that people were tweeting i was just like my emotions like my feelings somebody took a picture it was like martin was giving like a speech and then it was like allison behind him bradley richard schiff like all the other cast Dulé, yeah yeah Du lay and somebody tweeted and was like the president and his kids and i was like why do you want to make me cry like yeah i also just really enjoy seeing all the signs
2: like honestly like the signs are just gold they are gold they are gold which i mean i would expect nothing less than from a group of writers like to have creative signs but they're really good
1: yeah uh there was a supernatural picket at warner brothers today as well yeah this this thursday the 31st that we're recording yeah although i don't see any pictures um i know like some of the minor cast was there but i didn't see jared or jensen i know jensen paid for a food truck um for a, it was like burgers and pies, which is Dean Winchester's like favorite foods on the show. Uh-huh. So That's he said cool. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. So the theme pickets have been really good, but like this, how much longer can this realistically go on? Yeah, you know, it, if I'm in the industry, I'm I'm scared. You know. Yeah.
2: Well, especially if you're like not someone who can comfort. Like there are definitely is a small percentage of people in the industry who can. It doesn't matter. The strike could go on for three more years and be totally fine, you yeah. know, because they have enough money. You know, they're they're fi- they're fine. But there's a lot of people who can't. I mean, obviously, there's a great number of them who can't even make enough a year to afford health coverage. God forbid, last a strike. You know, not be working. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's
1: terrible. And like even some of our faves, think of think of the points they left off at in like in the one Chicago universe and now they're basically like in this new position in their careers and a double strike happened yeah I think of Jesse I think of Nick I think of Derek Brian yeah Brian yeah yeah yep it's
2: yeah it's scary times it's really scary it's really really scary
1: so along those same lines uh the Chicago PD cast has stepped up in a really big way Brian will you take us through this
2: yeah so Deadline reported it I think it was last week and then the Chicago Sun Times did like a profile piece that came out I think today Mm -hmm. um, with like some more details and stuff more quotes Um, but basically several of the cast and production members you know there's 13 set and office PAs on PD and basically between some of the cast members and the producers they're basically they pitched in to give them each $1,500 and there was like money distributed the week and a half well for when that article was written week a half and they basically made two payments which is just awesome
1: yeah really awesome and i think they're gonna try to keep it going it
2: was like patty marina amy tracy i saw in the chicago sun times article that jefferson white was in on it too which i thought was like really cool oh wow Uh, and i feel like that says a lot about i mean granted he wasn't on the show for that long who knows if we'll ever see him again but i just thought that was so cool that obviously he thought so much and in enjoyed and thought so much of the people on you know the show and had so much fun there that like obviously he wanted like I just thought that was really cool and I think that says a lot
1: that's really that's really big of him I um, like I feel like I feel like Jefferson White would be a cool dude to hang out with
2: yeah but it was also like Gwen and Gavin Harris and Scott Gold you know and there were some others um you know LaRoyce I think eventually got in on it too uh, mm-hmm. maybe not at the initial one but like I, I just thought it was cool
1: that is really cool. Yeah. And just, yeah, consider it and just, just kind of drives home that one Chicago a big family. Yeah. Yep. So that's great. That's really great. Yeah. Um, as I said before, Jesse and Tracy were on the picket lines today. Um, give me my remote, got them briefly. Um, and yeah, I mean, all that really came across, I know Jesse was just talking about, Jesse was like, this needs to end. Like now, because a lot of us are like yeah. we want to get back to work. He mentioned you know, his sister, who's working as a grip on p d he didn't say p d, but like we all know come on, uh, and you know she's not getting paid right now, so right it's it's crazy times out there, yeah, it is crazy times, and I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna say it. there are certain actors not in one Chicago beyond one Chicago. there are certain actors that I have yet to see on the picket line, and I'm like starting to kind of like raise my eyebrow. I'm like. Right. And, like I get
2: that there's a lot of actors who don't live in New York and L.A. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. And I get that, obviously, if you're not working and you can't really afford, then, like, you probably can't afford to travel to New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely some, like, bigger names, uh, you know, that I'm like, really? You haven't shown up on a- any picket line for one day?
1: Like, really? Did you notice who was um conspicuously absent from the West Wing picket?
2: No. I feel like I'm going to realize when you say it. Rob
1: Lowe. Oh yeah, that does not surprise me. Just saying. And if I missed a picture and he happened to be there, please send it to me. I will happily. I'm about to like that Google this. Let's see. Sag. Let's see if I.
2: Okay. Well, I will say this: at the beginning of the writer strike, he was on a
1: picket, not at the West Wing picket but he was on the picket line. I know he had like a bad exit from that show. Like he he left on bad terms.
2: Yeah, that came out. But you no, know, at the beginning he was there with like his son like at the beginning of the writers strike. Mm-hmm. So, we can't badmouth him. No. Um yeah. But there is definitely people that I'm like I and granted I'm not like every day being like who's on the picket lines today, you know, no. like
1: but yeah. No, I mean me neither. Me neither. But yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Just as a reminder, you guys, um, we've got three shirts on our T Public store that are available for purchase. Then all proceeds are going to the entertainment community Fun. fund. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's I called. I think
2: that's the name of it.
1: Yeah. Um, it's basically the the fund that's out there to support writers and actors who are out of work right now. All proceeds go there. So check it out. Um, see if there's one you like. You can even just get a sticker and that'll be Perfectly no. fine. Yeah. So it's weird as a fan, right? Because I feel like I want to be doing more, but there's not a lot we can do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's a weird time
1: to be a fan of television. Right. It's a really, really weird time. Even when I tweet things on the pod account, I feel dirty just, like, hashtagging them. I feel like, oh, I shouldn't do that. That's Well, like, and sometimes right I now.
2: feel weird. And then, granted, I know no one's ever – no one's called for, like – you know telling you to get rid of your Netflix account you know nobody's called for that so like obviously and one of the things they have said to do is like the best thing you can do is like watch the shows as things are coming out you know like still support the work that's already been created but I still sometimes feel weird I'm like should I be binging right now like I
3: don't know yeah
1: it it feels weird and then there's the part of me that's like I don't want to binge this too quickly because like if the strike keeps going we're just gonna like run out of content
2: yeah, what I felt weird too, like I'm like obviously super excited for like Dance with Stars to come back in a few weeks, like, but then I'm like, oh, but I'm supporting ABC. Like, mm, do I want to be supporting Disney
1: right now? Like, gross. I'm starting to feel with Disney that, like, the same way I kind of felt with like One Tree Hill when Mark Swan turned out to be like the worst human on the planet, like separating the two. Cause like Disney is the shit, but Bob Iger is the worst. Yeah oh gosh it's just a it's a it's such a hard time to be a fan of anything right now yeah it's crazy oh my goodness um speaking of the studios and and the networks and everything there was a change to nbc's fall schedule so if you were looking to get your one chicago fix this fall don't look at nbc look at us yeah basically yeah brian will you take us through that
2: yeah, so when Chicago it's gonna only air at ten o'clock Eastern. And basically Quantum Leap and Hawaii Five O are gonna air in the nine and eight and nine PM slots. My question is, so what? Are they gonna be like this week we're airing fire? Next week we're airing PD. Like how do you pick when you got three shows? I bet you it's just PD. <sighs> yeah. I yeah. mean, I love PD, but like that's also kind of annoying.
1: No, same. I agree. I agree. Like, I don't want to watch
2: PD every week. I mean, I love PD, and I'm going to watch PD every week because we're doing a rewatch, but still, like... Well, the past season wasn't exactly the most happy and easygoing. No. Give me Med. I'd rather watch Med. If I have to pick from out of the last season, I'd rather watch Med.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm actually kind of with you on that.
2: If I have to pick from the whole seasons, like, give me Med season eight.
1: Was that season eight? Yeah, was, I mean, three. seven was like the best one the show's ever had, but eight's eight up was, there, too. Eight's up, eight's up there. there. Yeah. Especially the after I can't I'll
2: save my thoughts for when we get to season one of that. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, um, like Brayna said, we are we, we decided that with a with a with a fall of no One Chicago that we're just going to make our own One Chicago Wednesdays. Hell yeah, we are. Yeah, we're just like, you don't have to look at NBC to get your fix. Like, just we got you we got you so we're taking it back to the beginning the very very beginning like season one beginning we got time i think honestly i think we'll probably be able to get through season one i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we're able to get through more
2: i mean the thing is is like we're gonna have to decide what happens when like we get to like because you know pd's a shortened season one and then it's not gonna match up and fire has like 24 episodes in season like but still, I think we can get through. I think we'll be able to get through all of them before we get
1: new episodes, which is kind of crazy. I was definitely outlining and like thinking, I was like, when we get to the forbidden episode, I think we're just going to skip it. And that's season four. So like we got we got a minute. That's wild. It's so crazy. I know. It's crazy. So some weeks we will do proper live tweets. Um, real life is, you know, real life thing. So Probably you know, not every week. Not every week, but some weeks we will do proper live tweets. Probably so at just- least I'd say once a month yeah yeah so we're gonna have like and and big episodes uh, for sure for sure so yeah it's gonna be like a normal one chicago wednesday so just come hang with us for the duration of the strike and yeah we'll make it together tune into our twitter we'll keep all the updates there yeah definitely x do people call it x or you
2: still call it twitter no i feel like that's the first time i've really like said it out loud no
1: just it's twitter we all it's twitter okay so uh, yeah, so it's it's literally been a month since the last time you heard from us, and a lot of stuff has happened in a month. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff has happened. So we did also want to take a little bit to catch up, because we have not talked via Zoom in a month, which is At unheard least, of for yeah. us. I know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I did a lot of traveling in the last month. You've <laughs> done a lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. Uh Yeah, so... In August, how many days do you think you were actually home? I gotta look at the calendar and then I can tell you. Um, Because some of those trips stretch into July, too. Let me pull up this calendar of August. Like two weeks, maybe? Maybe, okay. So, end of July, I was in Tulsa. I got back on the 30th. So, I think the first week of August, I was still home yeah I was okay so I went to New York on the 8th I came back on the 14th and then I left left for Alaska the next day four five six so that's like that's six days I was gone there and then I left for Alaska on the 16th so one two three four five and I got home early in the morning on the 21st so like a third of the month of August I was gone crazy yeah and that doesn't even factor in the two trips that I took at the end of July Yeah. So I basically had a five-week stretch where I was in Chicago, then I was in New York. Or no, I'm sorry, Chicago, then Tulsa. Tulsa. Then I was home for a weekend, then I was in New York, and then I was in Alaska. Crazy. And now I'm in like a three-week window, and then I'm going to Tampa. And two weeks after that, I'm going to Europe. I can't sit still. I I know you can't. I can't.
2: I can't. Alaska was awesome, though. (sighs) It's like yeah. my dream. My dream trip
1: is a uh, Alaska cruise. Oh yeah, I want to do a cruise. That's not quite how my husband rolls. He likes to kind of have like full control over the trip. But oh yeah. my god, it was like sixty degrees every day. It didn't get dark till ten thirty at night. Yeah. Uh, oh god, it was, it was so cool. It was so cool. And then we went to we saw moose like every single day, just out. Yeah. In the wild, just doing their thing, minding their business. Um, Denali That's National sweet. Park was cool. We saw a bear bunch of bears who's <laughs> really cool um my favorite hands down was seward though seward was absolutely stunning yeah that's so, awesome yeah a bunch of pictures up so um it's been a rough couple of weeks for you but any high points in there oh uh, high points uh
2: not many i mean i've gotten i've gotten a lot of like reading. oh i've gotten some reading done i've gotten some tv watching done i literally have like a whole list of like tv shows i'm like gonna get to so like i've been catching up on tv trying to um yeah just you know but otherwise nothing like too crazy
1: yeah so um in new york um i went with our friend kim from ladies night um we i feel like we maximized our time like to the, the fullest yeah you so, guys had a dream trip oh my god it was yeah it really was a dream trip so i went a couple days early to spend some time with family i took the train down to the city i saw four shows in the weekend that kim we were saw there. five kim saw five yeah that's like my dream trip is to like go for like three or four days and just like
2: basically only see shows
1: yeah so not only did we squeeze in four shows for kim five we saw the Jonas Brothers at Yankee Stadium on the night of the 13th it was night two of the tour yeah it was really fun I'm so glad you guys had fun it was really fun because I as I I, you know I kept telling our friends that weekend I was like guys I don't go here like I'm just here to have fun and I actually had a good time at the Jonas Brothers show I think I knew like maybe five songs (laughs) but it was fun. that's
2: okay I'm glad you guys got to go I'm glad you got to go
1: It was, yeah, it was cool. And I I had a couple moments. No, like, I'm not even kidding. Like, we were like outside the stadium. I was like, Kim, I was like, how am I here right now? Like, I don't belong here. Like, this was one of those concerts that like they announced and they made it sound like it was going to be just New York. And people were like clamoring over tickets. And I was like, Kim, I don't go here. I don't belong here. How am I here right now? Yeah. So um, it was really fun. It was cool. Yeah. I knew SOS. I knew the year 3000. I knew the recent stuff-ish. I knew Sucker. And then Nick did um Jealous. Yeah. My favorite though, like Joe did Cake by the Ocean, and that is a solid bop. Like yeah. I love that song. So. did Joe do jealous? Did he sing on jealous? No, it was just Nick. Yeah. Joe doing jealous is also good. Um and we got we got the the red dress that mm-hmm. Okay, we got that. Yeah. I was definitely texting Lauren beforehand, and I was like, Lauren, where, where, where do I sing it the first time? Do I sing it the second time? Like, I want to get this right. And she was like, no, do it when Nick does it. I was like, okay, thank you. Like, yeah. Um, and Jimmy Fallon came out at intermission and led the audience in Mr. Brightside. Oh, so random. What? So, so no, random. That, that was entirely random. We were on the He's probably. He was probably like... I haven't been able to be on TV and like for once. Okay, let me do something, please. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. So we were like on the concourse and we heard like Mr. Brightside happening. And I was like, Kim, why the hell are they covering Mr. Brightside? She's like, I don't know. Uh, and then we got down there. And as we got closer, I was like, that's Jimmy Fallon. What? But Mr. Brightside is a great song. Always, it always hits. It really does, though. It really does. Yes. Yeah it was good it was really good so um we got you a shirt by the way i have to mail it to you Uh, thank you yeah yeah at at intermission kim and i were on facetime with lauren and we were like pointing her at the screen we were like look at all these shirts can you see these which one do you think is the best one
2: you didn't have to do that but i appreciate it
1: like we weren't going to yeah so um we had fun we had a lot of fun and then the four shows so we saw we saw back to the future um shocked um Sweeney Sweeney Todd, and then the other one, which is the main one we wanted to talk about, we saw the shark is broken. Uh, Shark is broken is the one starring Chicago Med's Colin Donnell. How was it? We haven't really talked about it, so I'm like, I literally don't know what you're going to say right now. It was so good. It was so really so. It was probably the most different of the ones we saw over the weekend. The fifth one that Kim saw was Anne Juliet. Yeah, Um, but yeah, we saw the shark is broken, and it was fantastic. I actually have never seen Jaws. Yeah, I've only seen Bits and Pieces. Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't know if Kim has, but you didn't need to see the movie to enjoy the play. Yeah. And I I will say this, my my biggest takeaway from this play, Alex Brightman is a fucking star. He's so good. He's incredible. He's so good. Oh my God. He's incredible. How was Colin? Oh, fantastic. I I mean, I mean. I'm still not used to seeing, not that he was like,
2: big when he was on that but he's like obviously slimmed down for this and i'm just like i'm not used to seeing that
1: he's really skinny for this role yeah, yeah. real skinny Um, uh, he's looking great though that you know it, it's really good it's really really good play so alex plays richard Dreyfus. um colin plays Roy Scheider, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, ian shaw is the son of robert shaw so ian actually plays his dad in the play that's cool yeah oh so cool and basically i mean the gist of the show is that while they were filming jaws the shark was broken all the fucking time and so while that was happening the three of them were hanging out and bonding and everything and it, it was a great it was really really great i really enjoyed it uh really enjoyed it we had a great time so awesome. um god alex brightman is brilliant he's yeah that was my Which the
2: favorite one you saw of the weekend
1: oh that's really hard because they were all so different okay so spectacle wise back to the future was amazing yeah um i really enjoyed back to the future but like quality wise in terms of like music and all of that stuff oh my god sweeney was wow really oh yeah 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 so we we didn't have gate Matarazzo. he a swing was on for him right but we had josh and we had annalee oh yeah holy shit they were incredible yeah so that yeah, that was incredible. I think yeah, music musical wise, like straight up pure musical Sweeney. But spectacle wise, Back to the Future Shucked was so much fun. Yeah, Shucked was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, they were all great in their own ways. But I'm glad I got to see Collins play because it's it's yeah it's I really enjoyed it. That's really awesome. enjoyed it. Yeah. So that was great. Um. Yeah. So what's going on there and then otherwise yeah we've just been kind of watching a bunch of tv yeah what have you been watching
2: um so things we're gonna talk about obviously since we've talked i mean *Summer origin pretty is done uh we have a lot to talk about with sweet magnolias because you and i disagree um i finished or i caught up on how i met your father that was like my gym show oh good um, so because i'd gotten through like part of season two because like i watched season one like when it was coming out and then I watched part of season 2 and then I stopped. So I finished season 2. Um and I really enjoyed that. That was like my easy going like let me watch this while I'm at the gym, you know. Um So yeah, and then I'm caught up a little bit on 911. I'm not done. Oh, high school musical, the musical series. Uh what else have I watched? I don't remember what else, but I feel like those are the main things
1: yeah i i have not oh, only the- murders in the building i'm not i haven't seen this week's but i haven't caught up on that yet i'm still only through season one only murder yeah only murders i'm still only you through didn't season finish one. season one no i did finish it i just oh, i haven't just started two or two. three
2: yeah season two was okay season three is so much better paul Rudd and meryl streep are like
1: i mean that you can't so go funny. wrong with that combination
2: season one
1: season one i thought was great season two
2: i did not necessarily it was fine and then season three is really good so far
1: okay okay so um i have not seen the last two episodes of summer i turned pretty however however pretty much the whole series got spoiled for me on twitter so (laughs) and i'm still like absolutely livid about it but like how can you? how do you call it a spoiler when the books came out like 12 years ago (laughs) okay look if you are watching the summer i turn pretty and you have not read the books and you want to stay spoiler free you might just want to turn your volume down for the next however long we talk about this because there's a spoiler coming your way in three two one i don't care that the books have been out for 12 years i didn't want to (laughs) know i mean, great and obviously she could
2: change i don't think she's going to change like the main points of the book but still
1: does she really end up with jeremiah at like the end end of it all do you want me to tell you? Yes, you may as well. No, okay. So she does get with Conrad. Yes. Oh, thank God. Because yeah, I was I was pissed when that person like post that like posted that book page, and I, like all I saw was like Jeremiah. I mean, that I was, like, is very fuck. much true. I mean,
2: you know, they still get engaged. You got to work through that whole shit, but yeah, no, she ends up with Conrad.
1: Jeremiah is a boy. He's a boy. I mean, so is Conrad, but like Jeremiah even more so. Jeremiah gives frat boy i can't wait for you to watch these last two i know i started episode seven uh and then i had to finish working it's like oh my god i feel like when you
2: get to see what episode eight i feel like there's a scene there's a scene in there that our friend christine um uh, like we have literally still are talking about like just like it's so good like just all the symbolism and that like it's so good okay okay I mean, I mean we'll it, it hurt. Like it still, it'll, it still hurts. Obviously, like if you, if you like, to, if you're on Team Conrad, like it hurts. I'm not gonna lie, it hurts. But how
1: can anybody not be Team Conrad? There's a lot of people that are not Team Conrad. Okay, if you're out a there, a lot and you're, of people that are not Team Conrad. If you're out there and you're Team Jeremiah, just can you explain yourself? Like I'm not coming at you. I just really want to know. Yeah, you sent me down this rabbit hole. This is your fault
2: it's such a good rabbit hole though
1: yeah no this is your fault because you said I wasn't gonna like it and then I was like oh I have to like defy Bryna now and show her that I will like it (laughs) and then I did and now I'm like Conrad till I die yeah it's so good it's so good it is so good it is so good although uh season or not season episode seven I was still really mad that like I, Belly, Belly had, like, the moment with Laurel, and she, like, she mentioned Susanna, and Laurel was, like, I'm so done with you using her as an excuse, and I was, like, if you would talk to your daughter, you would know that, like, she's grieving, too. Like, that kind of, just, the way that Laurel kind of, like, denies Belly her grief, like, kind of bugs me, but that, and Conrad and Jeremiah's dad is, like, nowhere to be seen. Just... I'm good I just I have a lot of feelings I'm good
2: I feel like we could have a better discussion once you finish we will
1: I just Um, haven't had the chance (laughs) yeah for now yep uh yeah so summer I turned pretty okay sweet magnolias I can't believe we just I mean like we like disagreed hard on this we really did (laughs) like Really did. Because you said you thought it was better than season two, right? Season three. I agree. I do. That is correct. I couldn't finish it. I
2: know. But see, the thing is, I know you have a big problem with the writing. Like, you couldn't get past the writing. And I do agree. I didn't think the writing was, like, great this year. But I don't feel like it was that different from the years before. I feel like it was
1: extra bad. I don't know. It just I, I couldn't it was so bad this year like it was so bad they're just I'm trying to think of how far I got so I got to the point where the mayor like mysteriously like quit yeah and I don't think I got much further than that because I was like I can't take this Um, I think the last thing I remember was Helen went to get food at Sullivan's and Isaac, and, like, everybody there was like, no, I'll bring it out, I'll bring it out, and Eric was like, no, I got it, I got it, and it was, like, awkward yeah. in. Also, that's the other thing I have a problem with. Helen just threw Eric in the trash.
2: Yeah, but I think, and not that she, I don't think necessarily agree with the way she went about it, but I think she had to give, like, I think in order for her to feel okay with whatever choice she made, I think she had to give Ryan one last shot. Like, I feel like she had to for her own you know, mental state. Like, I feel like she had to.
1: She Kobe'd Eric into the trash. Like, you know when you have paper or something and you just go, Kobe! And you shoot it into the trash? That's exactly what (laughs) she did. Yeah. I
2: don't agree with the way she did it. I do think, though, she had to do it. Like, I feel like she had to get back with Ryan. Um, But I think, and maybe, honestly, I was, like, a little blind to how bad it was because I was just so in on, like, the Ty and Annie stuff that I was, like... That was, like, my focus. I was like, I am.
1: That is my singular focus right now. See, but Ty and Annie haven't even crossed paths at the point that I'm at. I guess they cross paths more, but... More. Okay. I mean, all right. But.
2: And that's just, like, my ship. But I I didn't, like, I really liked it. I thought season three. I did not care for season two as much. And I, I enjoyed season
1: three. Um. I do yeah. know how it ends, because um, mm-hmm. I just got so fed up with it that I was like, fuck it. I'm just not going to watch the rest. I'm just going to find out how it ends. So, okay. Like, Ronnie and Dana Sue got married. Okay.
2: Yeah, I feel like I was expecting more of a cliffhanger. And of course, everyone's like, oh, well, if a show ends on a good note, you know, that means, and I'm like, and Netflix, I like, Netflix is going to renew it. I hope so. I mean, it was in their number one on the top 10 for, like, days. Yeah. Yeah. it's like a good hit for them. like people love sweet magnolias
3: that's like the casual weird... viewers
1: like casual people yeah no absolutely absolutely i, I that's the other weird thing about the strike too is because every show right now you're just like question mark yeah it's like what's gonna happen which actually perfectly teases up for how i met your father um I'm 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 glad you finished it because i have feelings about that one too yeah oh my goodness um you know how I, I keep a list of, like, my top ships of the year? Yeah. Um, Charlie and Valentina are, like, number three on that list. Oh, I love them. They're so good. They're so good. But
2: the ending, though. They had a baby. Yeah, I just. But the ending, in order to get there, I'm talking about in the, like, present
1: day timeline. No,
2: I know. No, that that oh. was. The past timeline it's the past technically you know there
1: are some really strong theories out there that sid is actually the father yes and now i can't like
2: i don't i don't know i and i've never seen how i met your mother so like if there are supposed to be like parallels to this and that like i'm like missing them completely I uh, like, I only feel like I see Sid now because of
1: the internet, like, but I would have never gone there in my entire life. Right. There's just so many unknowns. I will tell you this because you haven't seen How I Met Your Mother. If they're smart, if they're smart and this show does, and this show gets renewed, I can guarantee you they are not going to go the way of How I Met Your Mother. The ending of How I Met Your Mother is one of the most despised Yes, I know that much. I all know time. that much. Yeah. yeah. They won't go that way. So it, it, if they're smart, they're going to make it somebody we know. And, oh, I hope it gets renewed. I was really worried about that during the finale. I was like, I really hope this show does not fall victim to the strikes. I know. I'm like, that one,
2: I feel like Sweet Magnolias won't. Um, obviously, Summer I turn Pretty, we all knew was coming. Like, that's obvious. Yeah. Um, well, that will probably be
1: 2025, though, but it's it's going to come back. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I so enjoyed How I Met Your Father. I loved it so much. And it's... It's different from How I Met Your Mother. It's it, its it's own thing. I mean, there are some references that they'll work in, but it's not like a carbon copy of the show at all.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know it from that. I really like it. I think it's just a very easy wa- like, going watch. Like mm-hmm. I said, I was watching it at the gym and I was like, this is just like really nice. Or when I was catching up, I'd watched it originally beforehand. For me though, like there's always gonna be a slight annoyance with it only because like, I still like I watch it and I'm like you know Hillary Duff would obviously never be doing it if Lizzie McGuire had you know and like like this is what we could have had with Lizzie McGuire and they didn't give it to us like and especially because it's like a Hulu show I'm like you literally could have just taken Lizzie and moved her to Hulu but whatever it's fine I'm not like so in the back of my head I'm always just like
1: a little mad I'm about not it. bitter but I actually
2: really am <laughs> I'm really bitter about it but yeah.
1: No, that's okay. That's okay. I loved How I Met Your Father, and you know what got me? You you know exactly what got me to watch it. Should I? Lance and Joey? Oh, is that what
3: you watched it?
1: Oh yeah, that that was the only thing that got my attention. I was like, Lance and Joey make a cameo. Like, fuck yeah, together? What? Yeah, dude, I'm in. So, yeah, that's the other thing that's happened in a month. Um, my boys might be reuniting. Well, what aren't fuck? they? For the we, Trolls movie? We we think so. We think so. Uh, I feel like
2: that was like heavily rumored, meaning like it was probably
1: happening. Oh my God. You think the one Chicago fandom is full of detectives? Hell hath no fury, like a bunch of elder millennials who were in sync fans. And like, yeah, no.
3: We're it's all funny in the because
2: like I feel like you would have never gone to see the trolls movie, but like if in
1: reunites in the for the trolls movie, you're gonna be like first in line, <laughs> opening night. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm gonna be there. I'm going to be yeah, no. I'll um, see I, it like 20 times. I will see it 20 times. Um I if that is a new in sync song that was teased the other day, if it is a new song by in sync, like tears will be shed in private, just of like happiness. Look, the world's going to I'm shit. I'm already dude. just
2: like so excited for you because like I know what it felt like when the Jonas brothers got back together. I was like, and they're actual brothers. So like they were already kind of, you know, but I was like, oh my god.
1: Yeah. So, like, I know what it feels like. The world's going to shit. Okay. Like <laughs> let us have our teenage nostalgia while we still can. Yeah. So the point I kept making, I when when I was in Tulsa, I was in Tulsa with my friend Haley and I kept telling her, I was like, this is bullshit. Okay. Because like the Backstreet Boys fans, like their band never separated. They've gotten there. They've grown up with their band. That's great. We happened to pick the band that did not get back together. So, like, we've just had to spend the last 20 years defending them about, like, why they're still superior, even though they're not together. Meanwhile, JC is on national TV doing a fucking Meow Mix commercial. And now, like, now it's slowly but surely coming together. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm hopeful for you. I'm, I'm, yeah. Just, yeah. Crazy. So many crazy things happening in the world. Uh. Yeah, so how I met your father, awesome. I loved it. The past the the two shows that I've like devoured lately, The Lincoln Lawyer.
2: I know you're like oh, obsessed.
1: Do I need uh, to add it to the never-ending list? You need to watch it. You need to watch All it. Right, it I'll just it got list. renewed for season three on Wednesday. I'm adding it to the list. Yeah. Okay. And with everything on strike right now. And, and I mean, you think about that and then all of our favorite shows have all of our ships in like, you know, peril and sadness and despair. I haven't been buzzy about a ship in like years. And Lincoln Lawyer had a ship that I was like super buzzy about. And then, it, of course, it went the way of Upstead and broke my heart. But oh. up until that point, they're so good. So good. Yeah, Lincoln Lawyer is really, really good. And uh, Yaya is in season two. Yes, I do remember seeing that news. Yep, uh, and she'll be in season three as well. She plays a prosecutor, and I mean, she's so good. Yeah, she's so so good in it. So, whenever yeah. season three may come,
2: yeah, I know. At this point, I'm just for I'm like streaming shows. If they already like aren't filming or weren't filming, like they're not coming back till
1: 2025. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. Like at least, it's insane. It's so insane. Um, the other show that I'm in the middle of right now is Beef on Netflix never even heard of that i was a little confused about this one because it got nominated for a bunch of emmys and um our friend of the pod emily Longretta, she had watched it and she didn't like oh is that
2: that one she was talking about at atx maybe
1: i feel yeah. like she was talking about it at atx so it's it's steven yoon and ali wong are in it uh huh i'm looking at it right now
3: or yeah and it's
1: media. it's interesting like it's it's a pretty wacky premise but i I dig it. And like if you really sit with it, you can kind of find the deeper meaning. It, it's really interesting because basically they have like a road rage incident. The two of them do. And then like the whole rest of the season is them kind of like engaging in revenge towards each other. Right. So it's yeah, I think if you really sit with it and get deep with it, like. It's kind of a common like I think, you know, they're, they're both people who have they've had it with the bullshit in their lives. Yeah. And they've just had enough. And they're just like, they're kind of sick of like this notion in life now of just like accepting things and reframing them and letting them go. They're just kind of like, fuck that. Yeah. So it's quirky, but I like it so far. It's interesting. It's intriguing. So, yeah i don't feel like that's gonna be my kind of show but lincoln lawyer i'll check out i can guarantee it on beef uh lincoln lawyer please please do watch and then you can obsess over mickey and i've Maggie got like with a me.
2: whole list over here i'm like i think the next thing i'm gonna watch is outer banks i think yes and then i've like got a whole lot of other stuff over here um please but, watch outer
1: banks i have to watch the latest like the season behind on like so outer banks is so shippy yeah i know so i'm like kind
2: of looking for something like that like i i really like and i feel like either that or the new season of Heartstopper, which i still haven't gotten to yet i
1: haven't gotten to that one either Um, so yeah i also
2: heard that uh secret invasion speaking of shows was really bad and i'm like do i even watch it
1: yeah, I've kind of I haven't really given Marvel the time of day recently. The the movies have all gotten so repetitive in my opinion. Oh, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Good job. Um it was good. I didn't finish it because it was fucking sad. Yeah,
2: Maybe it's I'll really back to sad.
1: It's pretty add to it.
2: But um, and I'm like, do I fit in a Loki rewatch before Loki? Absolutely. Like, Loki's so good. It's a, I it's it's not my favorite. I mean, I can understand how like how good it is like i i get it Mm -hmm. but it's not my favorite so i'm like do i waste my time not waste but you know what i mean like do i devote six hours of my life to rewatching it
1: when it's not my favorite i'm i'm excited for season two i i loved loki i think it was like it's really hard to pick a favorite between loki and wandavision because both of them were just so good see
2: those are not i mean i respect that like i understand just like how good they are but they're still not my favorites I'm a Miss Marvel. I really liked Miss Marvel and I really like Eye. Those are my faves so far.
1: But... Okay, it was good. Okay, it was good. I have to um I have to watch Miss Marvel. I still haven't. I know. It's that that like corner of Marvel just doesn't do it for me. But like the recent stuff doesn't do it for me either. All the movies are becoming the same. Yeah. I thought well except for Guardians of the Galaxy. That was very different. Well, I don't know whether Rocket dies or not. You want me to tell you? Yeah, you can tell me I don't care. No. Oh, okay. So it is different.
2: Yeah, there's no death. There's an yeah. almost death, but there's no death. Which is Rocket, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, yeah. obviously, they split, you know. And then they all go their separate know, ways. They yeah, go, yeah. well, some of them are together, but you know what I mean. Like, they split up, but... Yes. There's no death. I was expecting them. When everyone kept being like, Drax is going to die, you know, like before the show movie came out, everyone's theory was that Drax was going to die. And then he didn't even he wasn't even the
1: main thing in the movie. And I was like, OK, I don't know why people thought that. But yeah, I, I did not get that far in the movie. I yeah, I, I mean, it just it was like they would go to a different location. Peter would be all broody. And then like that was it. And it was just like copy cut, copy paste oh and i have a list i started a list of movies i need to watch eventually and
2: i'm like i still haven't gotten like anything on it i got guardians
1: that's movies all i got are, yeah movies are tough i mean movies i got tough. a list of them eventually like and i haven't watched any of them except for guardians did you ever end up seeing oppenheimer
2: no i haven't
1: it was phenomenal
2: no i haven't i really want to do a barbie rewatch though once it comes to digital like next week or whatever <laughs>
1: yeah i that movie like just inject that movie into my veins i love that movie so much if you get to see oppenheimer it's it's
2: oh i'm it's gonna watch it it's so just so good at this point it's gonna be whenever it comes out
1: on like yeah digital i'm pretty sure killian murphy like locks up the oscar yeah that's what i've heard it's incredible yeah it's but yeah movies phenomenal. are just
2: not doing it for me right now and i'm like
1: mm. I like to commit to the, like I, I you know when I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch something I want this to be like a long term relationship right like I want to get to know these characters and stick with them I don't want it to be a couple hours and then we're done. Okay, speaking of movies though, mm-hmm. and you're in love for Instinct because I do want to eventually see when Big
2: My Big Fat Greek Wedding Three comes out in a couple yes! of weeks. Do you watch those because Joey Fatone is in them? Like, are you like one of those people who watches anything that the Instinct boys are in?
1: Hell yeah! No, have Hell you yeah. seen one and two? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. I do not know if Joey is in three. I don't know. He's in the trailers. Then he is in three, and I will see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was in the trailer. One, the first one came out in like two thousand or two thousand one. So hell yeah, I definitely saw it because like I'm a teenager. By the time the second one came out, I was just like, I, I love college. this movie anyway. Yeah, I love yeah. this movie anyway, so I'm going to see it. And so knowing that Joey's in the third one, yeah, of course I'm going to see it. Yeah, I'll see anything they do. Um, I found out last week that Justin's got a movie coming out on Netflix in o- October. I didn't know he was filming another movie. Uh, you would know better than me. Yeah, I see all that shit. Um, Lance did On the Line back in like 2000, which was that movie in Chicago with Joey yes, and all them. I have it somewhere. Yeah, I saw, I saw file. that movie like. 10 times isn't innovators. that the one with
2: him in uh emmanuel shrieky isn't mm-hmm. that
1: yeah yep yep yeah oh yeah no I, I'm, I I'm what i figured i was sure. just like but he's in this one so i was like i see, i'm assuming gina will see it but of course i don't know if i've seen every single one of justin's movies but it's like it's pretty damn close okay have you seen model behavior of course i've seen i think you should have that's like one of the only ones i've seen so oh my god and he had he had the big curly fro yeah, like so he good. was he was baby in that i'm movie.
2: like why can't that one be on freaking disney plus amen to that dude that one and my date with the president's daughter like why are those not on
1: disney plus not on disney plus no that's a crime I want to rewatch it, and it's not on Disney Plus. Okay, but like the other classics are right. Like Brink is on there. Nah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you say that like it's a bad thing. Yeah, it mean, brings okay. Blasphemy! I grew up in a
2: different era. I know you did, but Brink I mean, is I've fantastic. Seen it, but Like, hello, Cheetah Girls, High School Musical. I mean, like.
1: Motocross. Camp rock hello Rock. i was told for camp rock xenon i mean hello xenon i know a little bit about halloween town all the, all the good all the days yeah those were now
2: you've got me looking up freaking justin timberlake's uh, filmography and i'm like I, I how the, many I, have i actually seen
1: i think the only one i haven't seen is black snake moan and that's like the very first one he was in with christina ricci and samuel l jackson it's not the first one but yeah it's up there what was the first one? Hang on. No, I'm gonna model look behavior. Up. Edison,
2: Alpha Dog, and then Black Snake
1: Moan. Have I seen Edison? Um, one, two, three. Alpha Dog will break your heart.
2: Four. I think I've seen four of his movies.
1: That's it. I have failed you <laughs> as a friend. I'm sorry. I have not seen Trolls or Trolls World Tour. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so yeah, now we're just like scrolling back. Okay, model behavior, yes. On the line, yes. Long shot, yes. I don't on know the that I. At the have you not? Oh, you don't remember? Very, very end.
2: Okay, we'll see. Very, that very did end. not come up on.
1: I don't know that I've seen Edison Alpha Dog will break your heart. It was fantastic. Southland Tales. Have I not seen that? He was in a movie with Sarah Michelle Gellar and the rock i don't know black snake moan i know i haven't seen shrek the third yes love guru yes the open road i've seen the majority of these social network yogi bear bad teacher friends with benefits and time trouble with the curve was good inside lewin davis yes runner runner yes pop star i haven't seen pop star palmer wonder wheel was really good i watched that on a plane Palmer was also really good. That's on Apple. I've seen Palmer. Yeah,
2: Gina's like, oh, man, I got some homework to do.
1: I do have a little homework to do. He, the guy, can act. I mean, he is good. He's very good. Hmm. Welcome to meet us at In Sync Talk. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, got some catching up to do. But yeah, movies are movies are it's tough i think i'm just gonna wait until the sinkies ballot comes out and then like watch what i need to well see that was where i made my list from when i heard them doing their like mid-season
2: you know mid-summer whatever one i was like okay well let me go through the ones and at least pick the ones that i like which are like more blockbusters so i have like got mario mission impossible you know air like you know things that i'd actually probably watch (laughs) you know not some of the other ones because i don't care
1: the way at the beginning of this year we were like so serious we were like we are becoming movie fans this year we're gonna watch every single thing and we're gonna analyze it and break it down and we are taking this so seriously and now and it's I august was... and we're like i haven't seen anything Yeah, i saw barbie and i feel like that's enough i loved barbie i saw i've seen barbie twice um yeah and i'm gonna watch it, like 15 more times when it comes out it's so good it's so good i love that movie so much yeah and Oppenheimer's fantastic too. But yeah, I mean I don't know. Well, yeah, I'll just I'm gonna wait and like wait till the Sinky's ballot comes out and then just shotgun on them. <laughs> so we're gonna have time because we're gonna have no TV watch. Ain't that the truth? Yep. Yep, that's the truth. So we had a month of catching up to do. So not no, we're not sorry. I was gonna apologize, but I'm not sorry. We had to catch up. We're on. not sorry. No, we're not, not at all. So okay. We're caught up. We've shared the news, all that good stuff. Shall we move into these episodes? (laughs) Yes, I have feelings. Yeah, same. Okay, so the reason we are not starting with the pilots is because we've already done the pilots. Yes. Uh, They are way back in the show history somewhere. I meant to scroll back and get, like, the episode numbers. I didn't. We'll just put them in the show notes or tweet them out or something. But, yes, we've already done the three pilots. So that is why we're starting with 102. So- 102 of all three and this is what we're planning to do is you know 103 of all three shows 104 of all three shows and when when it starts to mismatch we'll just kind of figure it out as we we'll go. figure it out yeah so we'll figure it out so okay chicago med season one episode two this is called ino i don't know if it's like a it's a medical thing whatever uh this originally aired on november 24th 2015 you know i you know it was like a, the night before Thanksgiving or something crazy. Um, and this was written by friend of the pod, Stephen Hootstein. Ugh. There from the beginning. There from the beginning. Yeah. We didn't get to talk to Stephen this year because of the, the writer strike.
2: Don't remind me. I know.
1: Okay. So this episode. So obviously we broke it down by the same way we always break it down. But we're going to start off with Will and Natalie. Baby Manstead. Yeah. So baby- what a time what a time indeed right so we're in like that seven episode window where nat's pregnant yeah yeah so natalie pulls up to the hospital and will being will is like i got your bag no i totally got your bag like it's totally fine it's really not that big of a bag it's like a purse no he's
2: just he's a he's a boy with a crush
1: he really is really really is and I don't know how many differences you noticed between like then and now, but the, the biggest thing that stood out to me with this on Med was the dialogue. Yeah, they're a lot more like quippy with each other in these I early ju- episodes.
2: I just even felt like everyone was a lot harsher to each other. I they was really like, were. well, and then like you got to when we get to Doctor Charles, I was like, who is this man? I know. I was like, who is this guy? Um yeah that was the thing that i noticed is i was like they feel so like they've just got dropped literally into this new space which obviously they did this is episode two but like i was like they're, they act like they're not even friends like because they're not but like i was
1: just like they're also so mean to each other they really they really are kind of because will will walks in and like will's not even through the door and maggie's like you've got a patient in this room and will's response is good morning to you too maggie well, oh, and then you have like, which we'll get there, but like the whole
2: Ethan, Natalie, um, Connor dynamic, like that's <laughs> just all cold and like,
1: just like, who are these people? And, yeah, really, who are these people? They just don't yeah. speak to each other like that now. No, oh man, well half of them aren't even on the show anymore. But I think more than half. But, yeah, this this who is still was... on the show. Maggie Goodwin, Doctor Charles. <laughs> that's so sad. So sad. Oh yeah it was a reminder of the turnover too for sure like that even those scenes on the balcony with like nat and connor and ethan i'm like she's gone he's gone he's gone Like literally everyone in the scene is gone yeah oh just wait till we get to fire's turnover oh it hurts pd too i I had a moment with pd yep yep i had that too so maggie reminds natalie about having a ladies night at molly's because april has not had a date in forever i never realized that they actually did say ladies night at molly's in in the episode like in text i didn't really yeah i didn't really even pick up on it but yeah no we gotta we gotta tell logan and kim about that that was that's cool uh funny yeah so will's patient comes in he thinks he's having a heart attack and the wife is kind of the worst oh she sucks she's horrible she's like yeah you only get these chest pains when it's time to like mow the lawn or do the dishes or you know anything like that and will just is kind of like okay he just kind of handles it whatever so helen remember helen that's my i hadn't
2: i hadn't and then i was like oh yeah
1: yeah helen drops off something for maggie ladies night is actually like a surprise baby shower and so natalie's just like oh sweet jesus um yeah and when like when natalie asks about it maggie's natalie's like what what the hell is this and she grabs the napkin she's like napkin diaper nut cups i'm like there is nothing about that that sounds even the the tiniest bit like cute or appetizing no 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 that sounds horrible so yeah, Helen drops something off for Maggie. It's actually a surprise baby shower, whatever. Zoe comes into fight. Forgot about her. I forgot same. she existed. Oh, same. I yeah, hard forgot about her. So yeah, Will and Pharma Girl. Oh my goodness, I never looked up because she looks familiar. I never looked up who played her. Yeah, now I'm like Chicago Med. Zoe.
2: Susie Abramite? Abramite, I guess it's What else
1: has she been in? Okay, we're pulling this up now. Oh, she's the friend in Jessica Jones. No, wait, maybe not. Hold on. She's been in a bunch of Christmas movies. Yeah, she's been in some Hallmark
2: stuff. So does that mean we can add her to her, like, oh, she's in one (laughs) Chicago? The alumni list. Yeah. She's been in one episodes and some things, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, you probably know her from Jessica Jones. I haven't seen her.
1: Nah. She was in one episode of Supernatural, which tells me yeah. she's probably Canadian. She's Otherwise, just every- been in a ton of shit. Sydney
2: White, but even then, she's a cheerleader. Like, that doesn't do me any good. I guess I know her from
1: this. Oh, oh, oh. She is the actress in One Tree Hill when Lucas goes to the hospital for Karen's appointment and she and he finds Peyton's jacket and the girl turns around. It's her. It's the one Derek attacked, like Psycho Derek.
2: Uh. So when she, oh when she's playing Peyton, yes. But then it's so funny if you look at her One Tree Hill on IMDb. She's in an episode two episodes later, and she had to play a character named Susie. So like one episode, lists her as Peyton actress three, and then then two episodes later, she played someone named Susie.
1: i'm pretty sure she was that girl unless she was like trying to play peyton when lucas was getting his movie made
2: no i think she was when her movie was getting made because the episode title is called screenwriters blues
1: oh
2: and then two episodes later she plays a girl named Susie, unless it's the same person okay Okay. anyway so really we haven't seen her in much probably this this is what we're most she's most known for
1: completely forgot or jessica jones yeah she pops back up later on in the season doesn't she yeah she's in like five episodes yeah yeah according to imdb yeah um yeah will and farm girl but also like shout out to this girl because she like she's got balls she just up and asked will to dinner like nicely done girl nicely done um but yeah completely forgot so natalie is like look i don't want to go to this baby shower so like you have to come with And he's like, no, I I have to go have dinner with Zoe. And Nat goes, so you're ditching me in my hour of need to get laid. (laughs) Do you remember, like, in the pre-med days, how they tried to make Will, like, a party boy and a playboy? Yeah, when he comes on in PD, that's, he's like, you know, that's all he does. That is so funny. Because, like, it's not Will at all. No. Not Will at all. No. Um, Yeah. I forgot what I was about to say, which I hate when that happens. But, yeah, they tried to make him a playboy, and it's just not him. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, also, his heart patient is totally fine. Minus his wife being a giant bitch. Uh, but, yeah, when the wife walks out, he basically shares this nickname. He's like, I've started calling her genocide because her name is Jenna. Yeah. Um, oh, man, like, I would be so pissed. It's also yeah. just, I feel like, not cool. No. No, it's not cool. But also, like, and I, I feel like they wouldn't
2: do that if, it, like, if this was done in 2023, I feel like they wouldn't get away with
1: that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, But also, like, when somebody you love tells you that it's all in your head, you've got to come up with something like equally as mean. Yeah. So you can kind of tell, but like, oh, that, yeah, that was mean. That was mean. I'd be so sad. <laughs> So, yeah, but of course, in true Chicago Med fashion, we're only like 15 minutes into this episode. He's not fine. Yeah, no, not of fine. course he's not. No, he crashes. So he comes back in. He's basically had like a full on heart attack. And Will comes up with this like really unorthodox strategy. He's like, I'm going to use nitric oxide to stabilize him. Like, it's not the most common thing in the world, but it's an option. But of course, Natalie needs the one tank available for the baby, which more more about that later. And we get this.
0: Nat, where are you going? NICU. Baby dose stats are in the 70s. Put him on ECMO. That's the last resort. I'm sorry, but I need this tank. What the hell are you doing? I have no other option. Give me that tank. Nat, my patient will die without it. You're putting the baby at risk. I'm not going to lose this guy. Will. He's got three kids. Try thinking like a doctor and
1: not a pregnant woman. I forgot how, like, obnoxious season one Will was. I also just forgot... How early on the
2: Will and Natalie butting heads was established? We're in episode two, <laughs> two, episode two, <laughs> two, and they're already just like, obviously, Jesus.
1: Not only did he bully a pregnant woman, but he snatched it away from her like a kid on the playground.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Sweet Jesus. Yeah. No, I forgot how like how much I wanted to punch Will in the face in the early seasons. Hmm so bad and also because i mean you know you've got that going on where will's like i need this for my patient well we go back to the baby and the baby's on ecmo so will got his way yeah the fuck the fuck that is a comment that you would not get away with in 2023
2: no 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 no
1: not one bit not one bit yeah so the guy's alive, but it's, it's not good. And so the, like the main cardiologist guy who's like on staff, he basically is like talking to Will and he's like, I would have let him go. Cause he was down for like 20 minutes. And then he says, what's the difference between God and a doctor? And Will's just kind of like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like now is not the time for a fucking riddle. And the guy's like, God knows he's not a doctor. So is the opposite of that, that doctors don't realize they're not God? Yes. That's- yes. That. Okay, yeah.
3: Okay,
1: got it. So yeah, so then Will goes to check on him, and the the wife basically does like the network TV version of cursing him out.
2: This was definitely hard to watch. It really I was, was like, wasn't it? Because like, on the one hand, you see like as terrible as it is, like kind of hear her say it, but like you kind of really get where she's coming from too. But it's also like, dude, like this is your husband. You know, it's it's, it's really hard to swallow.
1: Yeah, I think she I think she kind of took him for granted and then, like, kind of took it on on Will. Yeah. But, like, and here I go with the Will-colored glasses just forever and always, but this was a no-win for him.
2: No, and I don't think there was anything, like, yeah, maybe you should have let him go after 20 minutes, like, okay, fine, maybe you should have, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I definitely don't think it was Will's fault, and obviously, like, Will, you know, wouldn't. When- you know will sending him home earlier like obviously there was nothing he saw you know like i I definitely don't think it's will's fault it's just like when she the wife is talking about all the things and even she's like you know like how am i even gonna afford this you know we're living paycheck you know like that was like oh my
1: god this is so hard to watch yeah for sure but there's there's literally nothing will could have done differently
2: no no yes no she's definitely taking it out on will and he doesn't deserve it i will agree with that
1: no, and and she's not doing it to be spiteful. No, I mean, no, no. But
2: she, you know, in her eyes, he's the one that did this. Yeah, you her, you know, that is who did it. Even though Will, you know, she doesn't see it from Will's side. That like, there's nothing he could have done to prevent it. But yeah, you know, I wonder. Her mind, that's all she's got.
1: I wonder if Will comes across this case now. What like does he let the guy go after 20 minutes, or does he still try and bring him back? That's interesting.
2: I feel like Will would have the I feel like he would try and I feel like he would still give it his all but I feel like he would let him go.
1: Hmm. Why? I wonder, you think he wouldn't. I I just I just don't know. I don't know cuz like there's certain parts of Will that will never die. Yeah. And like I think I think he's done a really good job of like actively managing the stubbornness. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't really have a gut feeling on that one. I could see that going either way. I also wonder what the dynamic's gonna be like in Seattle, right? So, if he moves there, do they work at the same hospital? And if they do, are they also a doctor? Also, a great question. I mean, really,
2: that's the number one question is Natalie
1: still a doctor? And if she is still a doctor, are they a the doctor hospital?
2: in a hospital setting? I feel like she could probably have gone to like maybe even like a women's clinic or something. Like I feel like I could see that something like that. Maybe she could have done, but like I, I just have a gut feeling. I feel like she's not practicing at a hospital. That's to say, she's not still a doctor and not practicing medicine. I just feel like not at a hospital. At... So what do you think she's
1: doing? You think she's still in healthcare? I feel like she is. I could see her at, like, a woman's clinic or, like, a... a... Well, especially
2: because, like, think about how much time, you know, she advocated for, like, the mother and, you know, women Mm -hmm. and children. And I, I, like, I just feel like maybe in some more of, like, one of those settings where her beliefs, like... Because obviously in a hospital, you basically have to kind of really take all of your beliefs out of medicine and just practice straight medicine. And I feel like that was the thing that Natalie was never good at is, you know, she would always let her beliefs and her feelings and, you know, her prejudices like slip into how she practiced medicine. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she would really thrive in a space that allowed her to do that in something like a women's clinic or, you know, I, I just feel like maybe and I don't know if that's what she's doing, but I feel like that could be a
1: really good fit for her. I could see that. So. Questions to jot down if we ever get to interact with Nick and Tori again.
2: We ever get anyone. I
3: know. I miss them one so much.
2: day. One day. One. one day. Day. It's
1: it's gonna happen one day. We don't know what year it'll be, but one day. Yes, one yeah. day. So the episode ends with Will kind of beating himself up. And if we think about this, I mean this is 2015, this is eight years ago. So Will's a lot, like, earlier in his career. He's he's younger by eight years for sure. He has seen a lot less shit than he's seen now. So, you know, he kind of beats himself up and he cancels on Zoe, which, like, fair enough, right? Like, yeah. you saw some shit today. Yeah. Not only that, but, like, you know, you made some decisions that impacted another person's life. Yeah. So there's no way you can just carry on normal, like, going to dinner and drinks with somebody. No, but after of course that. he's
2: going to sit there and be like... Let me think about everything I've ever done. You know, like how this every
1: you know little yeah. Well, and Ethan even like Ethan even backs him up. Like Ethan's like, look, I know what I'm looking for, and I don't see anything wrong on the scan. Yeah, that is that's kind of scary. That like you know you can show like you can show symptoms, and then like labs can come back perfectly fine, and then like they send you home that nothing's wrong, and then something is wrong.
2: Yeah, I mean it just shows you how crazy like your life can change. Like you can literally be fine one minute and then like 10 minutes later, you know, you're having a stroke. I mean, you know, or
1: something like that. Don't, I'm going to have anxiety for like, yeah. I'm going to be like, I have a headache. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah, no, I mean, I get it, you know, fine. So over at Molly's, Nat's shower goes perfectly. And everybody's so happy and smiley and they're all hugging. And like, I miss when the episodes used to end this way. Yeah, it did kind of crazy though, how like, We go from like
2: in med season one, Molly's exists, you know, everyone else exists, like Burgess, you know, like everyone else exists. And then, like, you go to like Fire episode one and like they have their like bar moment and you're
1: like, what the fuck is this? Like, are they?
2: And I'm like, oh yeah, Molly's doesn't exist.
1: Not even close. Not yet. I can't even fathom a a period of time where Molly's didn't exist. The first however many episodes of Fire. It's still like, yeah, when we get to those episodes, that's going to be crazy
2: yeah when Uh they're like starting fire or starting Wally's, it's gonna be like what
1: sure for sure so yeah just baby well but the the scary thing is he gets much much worse after this yeah oh man when we get to the dnr i know oh lord have mercy on we've already covered it so we're gonna revisit it
2: We've covered, like, one of those. We I don't think we covered, like, every episode that dealt with the fallout. You know, like, we covered, like, the main one, I think.
1: No, I'm pretty sure we covered the DNR episode when, like, he Right, but then there's, it. like, all the ones that have, like, the fallout, you know, all the different yeah. pieces,
2: you know. There's, like, four or five, I want to say, that deal with, like, fallout.
1: And then Will's, like, broke for the rest of the series. <laughs> oh, no, when he had the apartment, he had enough money to buy the apartment building. That was from the settlement. Yeah. That then burned down. Yeah, so... The poor guy has the worst luck. Yeah. Uh, love him, though. Love him. Okay, moving to another dearly departed character. I miss all of these people. Ugh, so much. Okay, Ethan. Bryna, take it away. He was such a fucking asshole. I just have to say it.
2: And I love Ethan, but he was not Ethan in this episode.
1: <laughs> like i found it interesting because I, I definitely was along the same lines like he would say things and i was like asshole but then i was also like okay like we're eight years removed from this ethan like he's made a lot of progress no for sure
2: but i guess when i think about ethan i don't think of ethan like this hmm. and i feel like he moved on from this relatively quickly
1: yeah, no, totally fair. But also, I mean, the 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 weird thing is always like when you're in like the first couple of episodes of a show, like especially for the people, like they've really got to like make it extra and drive home this person is like this. And make no, it, like, I know, super I know. I'm just like
2: as I'm watching it, especially again, like as we're like we'll be going into Med season nine, and you know, even left in eight, like I'm just like mm, this is not what I think about this character as. I was like, this is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Take so it away. I also, I remember this storyline, but I did not realize it was episode two. Right? Like, I think in all three of these shows, I was like, damn, they did this in episode two? Oh, my God. There was so much of that in fire for me. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Ethan leaves his badge in the car. So he goes out to get it. And of course, it's like perfect timing because a man runs into the parking lot carrying a girl who's bleeding out from somewhere. He's just a good Samaritan, found this girl on the sidewalk, you know, takes her to the hospital. So Maggie's, okay, of course, like, I'm but... twenty No, finish that thought, and then... No, I was just going to say, Maggie's, of course, like, everyone, like, get
1: your asses over here. Okay, so I don't think that's something that happens in 2023. What, like, Maggie saying that? No, no. Man finds, like, teenage girl bleeding out in the parking lot and carries her the remainder of the way to the hospital. I feel like that's
2: something that happens on PG and then everyone's like, wait.
1: And then it turns into a mystery about, like, why. That. That doesn't happen in twenty twenty three. Now, granted, if I find a teenage girl like bleeding on the sidewalk, I'm gonna definitely call an ambo. But I see, it happen. I, I, I don't know.
2: I disagree with that. I feel like they could still do something similar. And
1: why do you think it wouldn't happen now? I mean, I think just because like, of. that. see, see, you asked me for my reasoning, and now I don't have it. It just doesn't. Damn it! You stumped me. It just doesn't seem like something that happens in 2023. Maybe I'm looking at it as a woman, right? And I see, and when I when a situation like that comes up, because you feel
2: like there's like the man's like motives are going to be questioned on why he's bringing like people are going to be like, oh, well, how did he find her? Like, why is he the one? You know, right? So and especially when it's like he's not her father, it's like, oh, well then how you know like because
1: of that situation. Well, I, I think as a man, he's definitely going to get questioned for sure. But I also think that, I mean, I think I might be seeing it as a woman where, like, if I come across a situation like that, I'm absolutely going to call an ambulance immediately, right? Like, let's get that straight. But I'm not going to be quick to dive in and help because I'm a woman and I'm worried that what if this is some sort of, like, scam or, like, trap? That's true. I mean, I guess I could see that.
2: But I feel like we've had a situation like this relatively recently on Med i can't remember but i feel like there's been there's so many cases i can't keep up but it's
1: been so long since we've had an episode of mad <laughs> i hope that reasoning came like made sense though because like i just it, it's hiatus guys don't throw tomatoes at me please i've missed you all yeah I don't know. no, i
2: feel like that makes sense I, I not my personal belief but i feel like you're what you said makes sense
1: i th- yeah i think i think a man is definitely gonna get questioned like And not even, like, in the general sense. Like, I think they're going to come at them, like, with a suspicious tone. I don't know. The world's fucked up. Carry on. So, yeah. So, of course,
2: they take the girl. They examine her out. And Natalie's like, this girl just had a baby. And everyone's like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, like, the umbilical board can just be caught. Like, she probably had a baby, like, literally five minutes ago. So Connor and April go running to where the guy found her. And they find the baby in the backpack. Episode two, yeah, yeah. So, and this is what I say. This is where you get like Ethan. So you get a lot of judgment from Ethan. Ethan is like hardcore. This girl fucked up. Like, what the fuck was she thinking? Like, I Ethan is like hardcore on that side. And I feel like we always had a little bit of judge Ethan, but I feel like this is like way out there, even for Ethan.
1: It really is, and and this is something I, I pose the question later in the outline, but we can just move it up to now. Is that something they never tell us is how far removed he is from the Navy? Well, he they talk about how he's in the Naval Reserves, right? But they never tell us like how far removed he is from active duty. Because I feel like in this episode he has tunnel vision of just like there is right, there is wrong, and every action has a consequence, and he's like stuck in that mindset. So I I, I wish they had told us of like, hey, you know. He's only been out of the Navy for this many years. Cause that would have mm-hmm. made a lot more sense. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was trying to look
2: up Naval reserves. Like, you know, how I was trying to see if I could find any information based on the fact that he said he's in the Navy reserves, you know, if that would tell us me anything, but I don't mm-hmm. think it does. Anyway. So, yeah. So he asked April where they found the baby and he just again he like gives the girl a look and she's like you know she ends up being 14 so like of course she's feeling everything that Ethan's throwing at her and she's like embarrassed and scared and it's just like Ethan come on now like you have your feelings but keep them inside Mm -hmm. so yeah it ends up being so Natalie and Ethan are in there and you know she still has to deliver her placenta and you know they're trying to get an ob attending down there and they're like struggling so ethan's just like i'm just gonna do about it and he decides to deliver the placenta
1: which i I feel like oh i've done one before yeah Yeah, that's the last thing this girl needed yeah so
2: after nat talks to um i felt her mom is in prison i think it's oh the the sister um... the sister yeah yeah yeah. um because she's like trying to find her family her mom's the girl's the the girl's mom is in prison. The dad's, like, gone. So she, and Natalie finally gets a hold of the girl's sister. So she and Ethan and Connor have this lovely chat on the roof.
1: She's 14 years old. A kid. She's scared,
0: alone. What about the family?
1: Her mother's in prison. Father's long gone. She does have an older sister living in Champaign, though. I left a message. Here's the thing. She was two blocks away.
2: Two blocks. Maybe she was trying to make it here.
3: Is that what she said?
2: She clamped
1: the umbilical cord. She did not mean to harm that baby.
3: Right, put him in a backpack, leave him in an alley. That'll keep him safe.
1: It's not that cut and dry. She was delirious. She
3: left her baby to die. It's exactly that cut and dry.
2: She's a child. She wasn't ready for any of this, right?
3: People come here for help. I try to leave my feelings out of it.
1: Well, that's convenient. But you don't understand because you're not a woman.
0: Don't give me that. People need to be
3: held accountable regardless of sex. This is a safe haven. She could have dropped the baby off, no questions asked. So
1: now you do have feelings? She's got to live with this for the rest of her life. Do we really want to punish her as well?
3: You're talking as if there's a happy ending where that baby survives.
1: That baby is going to survive.
3: And if he doesn't, then what that girl did is murder. How are you going to feel then?
1: This scene is
2: better than I remembered it. It's really interesting, and especially because I feel like that's like one of the few times we've ever seen this pairing. Like, I feel like when was when do you ever remember, besides this moment, seeing Ethan and Connor and Natalie in a scene together?
1: I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't, but the I, yeah, I, there's a I love this scene for like re watching it. I was like, this is fantastic. Like, yeah, I feel like Connor should have stepped up a little more. Connor was being kind I of like, like he cousin. was trying to play the middle
2: and he needed to just like
1: kind of pick a side. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was just like, patience need her help. I just keep my feelings out of it. And then he's like, oh, but then like Ethan will say something. He's
2: like, oh, well, I go on this side. And then it's like, Natalie's system is like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And I'm like, Connor, like,
1: pick your lane, bud. I loved though. Natalie's like, you don't get it because you're not a woman. And Ethan's like, don't give me that. And then like Connor says something and she's like, oh, so you have feelings now. Art, yeah. it's so good. It's really good, but this is really bad stuff from Ethan. It's really bad. Like really bad. It's not it's a good look really, at all.
2: No, it's not a good look. I. It's not good.
1: I feel like if we if we don't have like eight other seasons and like don't understand him as well as we do now, like just going from this this like one episode, we only had him for two episodes. Like we look at this and we're like, wow, this character is an asshole.
2: But I even feel like. This changes quickly. Like, I'm trying to even think about, like, later season one. And I feel like he's not like this at all. He's not this rigid in
1: his thoughts. I feel like he changed
2: relatively quickly.
1: Or started to change relatively quickly. Yeah, because they probably realized that, like, we can't have a character that everybody and their dog hates. I mean, true.
2: True. Yeah.
1: So, the girl, which I can't remember her
2: name right this second. Erica. Um, Yes. Erica. She's her tempered dream. And they're like, you know, she still must have retained products. And I was like, what the fuck does that
1: mean? Yeah, I Googled that one. I Googled it. That is the medical way of saying that they did not get all of the placenta. That is how we medically say that? (laughs) At first, I thought they were talking about, like, period products or
2: something. And I was like, that doesn't really make sense. But I was also like, she's 14. So, like, if she...
1: I. I I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought the captioning got it wrong. And so then I googled and it that that is exactly what it is. Can we come up with a better way to say that cuz like that is another instance of the patriarchy being reflected in medicine. Yeah. Products. Yeah, it's just not a great. No. Term. No. But yeah, Ethan done fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, he done fucked up. Oh, the man fucked up an OB procedure? Imagine that. Well, I mean, there are men OBGYNs,
2: but still. Yeah. This is why you don't do things without proper training. Let's put it that way.
1: But also, okay, so so is Ethan only a resident in season one? I the whole chart, I like I'm like deciding
2: that as we're going through this, I'm going to make like not a chart, but like so I've always wanted to go back and watch from the beginning and, like, actually write down, like, biograph, like, facts. So then once we get to, like, season eight and they're like, oh, well, Ethan was never in the Naval Reserves. You'd be like, ah, 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 just kidding. Yes, he like, was. Yes, he was. We're basically doing Connor's job for him. Yeah, trying. Yeah. Uh, not as good, but trying. Yeah. So I think so. But then I'm like, but when did he become an attending? Also a good because Yes, he has to be. Because doesn't he become chief resident? Yeah, that and that's a, like a more
1: recent season.
2: I don't know how about recent. I want to say that was like season four or something.
1: Oh, I was thinking more like five, six. But yeah, about about that time. Or oh, was
3: it five, six?
1: I uh, I mean, I, all the seasons. You're better, blur better with the timing than I am. All the seasons blur together. They do, though. They do.
2: Now I'm like, when was Ethan a chief resident? Chief. okay oh one chicago center did a whole article about his tenure as chicago med chief president this doesn't tell me which season this is but i think it's season two yeah because it's like talking about his military expertise and they're like first to deal with a loaded gun inside the patient which we covered and then the panda i i feel like that's season two yeah it's season two so it's soon which is not where i thought it was i thought it was like four point being yes the answer your question is yes ethan is only a resident did you catch the side
1: eye that nat gave him in surgery Uh,
2: yes because she's like basically that's like her version of i told you so oh yeah yeah
3: she was shooting daggers
2: at him and then you get the DCFS lady, Madeline, and I'm like, and you pointed out this down the outline, but I'm like, yeah, it does feel good to see some familiar faces that like from little minor roles. I'm like, yes, this person's still around.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Like you get like one tiny glimpse of Doris and I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. like Doris has been there from the beginning. Love it. Um, But yeah, so she's like being super hard ass. And obviously the whole thing and Ethan's point through this whole thing is that based on how the girl left the baby if the baby doesn't survive it could be theoretically considered murder and she could go to jail for basically the rest of her life and natalie's whole point is like no that wasn't what she was doing and she's only 14 so like hello and of course madeline's like trying to point out the hard facts and it's like what yeah so you know, basically, Nat. I mean, Madeline is very convinced that the girl's going to jail, and Goodwin is like, hello, and Natalie's like, hello. And Natalie's going full Natalie. Oh, this is where she goes full Natalie, and especially when she comes in and Goodwin and Madeline are talking, and Natalie's like, oh, well, I went through the trouble of finding the girl's sister. And, blah, and Goodwin's blah, blah, like, blah, blah, Nat, blah, blah, blah. Nat, stop. <laughs> and I'm like, this is such an Natalie thing. Such an Natalie thing. Yeah. It's so bad. Um, And then, of course, Connor gives it to Ethan, too. And Connor's like, yeah, dude, you fucked up.
1: (laughs) you really Um, fucked up. I miss Connor so freaking much. It's, yeah. Oh, my God. I I just, uh, yeah. Well, and, like,
2: non-God Complex Connor, like, I kind of love it. I mean, I miss God Complex Connor, too. But, like, this version of Connor is, like, so good.
1: Colin is just so fucking talented. Oh, yeah. I just feel like the Broadway actors, like, once you act on Broadway, like, everything else is completely effortless for you. Yeah. And so he just, like, makes it look easy. I don't know. I just miss him a lot.
2: Yeah. So then, of course, Ethan ends up talking with Dr. Charles. And, of course, it solves everything. And then, you know, he doesn't even really give any advice. He just kind of lets Ethan come to his own conclusion that having emotions isn't always weakness. So, of course, when the cops come for the girl, um, he tells her exactly what to tell them. Um, he, like, runs in. He's like, this is exactly what you tell her. Or, you know, tell the cops when they come. Um, and I thought that was, like, a really good moment. That, like, they he had that moment of, like, no, fuck, I'm wrong. Like, this is what, you know.
1: He, like, had that moment where he realized he's like, oh, fuck. Like, this is he this actually is He actually let himself feel what he was feeling and acted on it yeah which is not something he typically does and I- he liked it yeah and so then
2: you get burgess and roman coming for erica and it's so funny because like obviously we've talked about how like med is obviously the last of the three so like you the fact that we already have burgess and roman and like it's med's second episode and it's like okay yeah um and of course they come for erica and erica's already gone um yeah
1: yep so ethan
2: catches up with dr charles later oh yeah and they have this moment and it's
1: like oh how's that sitting with you and it's like i thought i'd feel worse dr charles worked his magic and he didn't even like he just asked questions yep in typical dr charles fashion love it
2: i love it
3: You're the the one time he's not
2: being an asshole because dr charles also really sucks in this
1: episode he looks kind of a dick in this episode We'll get there. We'll get seconds. there. Yeah, yeah. You remember how on the backdoor pilot, they tried to make him a pothead. Yes, but that was funny. That was funny. This is like him just kind of being an asshole. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also love that time that we did trivia with like Nick and Joe and Marina, and we asked them like that that question, and Nick was like, "No, that's definitely true." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, he definitely remembered that. I love that. Okay, yeah. so Sarah and Doctor Charles, Sarah name we have not said in a long time
3: every time i
2: watch which i have a feeling i'll be saying this a lot every time i watch it episode with sarah reese in it i really don't like her like i really <laughs> i just like i can't get i can't i'm just like i'm glad she was like no offense i'm glad she was gone
1: i think that's fair she was kind of a wet blanket wasn't she she's just so like literally every time i'm like i don't care i d- i don't care I,
2: I just i cannot i, I don't i don't care i can see that yeah i
1: can see that so sarah gets an older lady who fell and sprained her wrist and this woman just basically keeps talking about how she wants to go to the beach uh so she gets dr charles to do a consult and again we just just the way they talk to each other just listen to this clip
0: so it didn't occur to you she might have dementia that name didn't mean anything to you connie francis
1: should enough? have
0: oh i'm so damn old just call her contact
1: I know we've talked about this before. I would not have recognized the name Connie Francis. Would you have? No. I still didn't recognize it. And this is like the second or third time I've seen this episode.
2: Yeah. I would have had no idea.
1: Yeah.
3: But when
2: he's like, oh, I'm, he's like, oh, I'm so damn old. Just call her contact. I was like, dude. Bruh. Yeah. Not
1: great. Not great. Not great. Not great. So they find the husband and, you know, they release her and everything. But on the way out, they realize that something else is going on. And so they start testing her for other stuff. And while they're doing that, Dr. Charles and the husband start talking. And the husband keeps a photo of them, like a hard copy of a photo from the summer they met in 1960. That is so cute. It's really cute. So cute. So... Yeah, they, you know, they do the test, whatever. And then, uh, you know, the husband's like, how did I not catch this? He's, like, beating himself up over it. And uh, Dr. Charles says something really good here. He just goes, you know, sometimes when somebody that we love gets sick, it's very easy to lose sight of the person and see only the disease. Remembering that our loved one is still there is not always easy. Wisdom yeah. from Dr. Charles.
2: But that's the same line that Sarah repeats in the beginning, right?
1: I th- he, Well, not quite. So... Sarah, I know, just basically is like, you know, well, it can be really hard when somebody you love has an illness, just remember that you don't always have to be perfect.
2: I thought it was some version very close to this. I thought it was
1: pretty close. I mean, I think it was pretty close, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they, they, they find that she's got like hydrocephalus, it's like water on her brain. And so they do the procedure they remove it and when she finally wakes up she remembers who she is she remembers her husband and then Sarah does something really nice and she takes out a bluetooth speaker and she plays where the boys are and they have a little dancey dance in the room super cute it is super cute yeah so that whole thing ends with her on the bus just kind of smiling to herself cuz she's like I did good today
3: mhm
1: yeah i miss when these shows used to end with like those kind of endings yeah yeah, so, and then last up we've got Connor. Just little something. They're just kind of planting a seed here to come back to, um, but tiny little Connor thing. Go ahead, Brennan.
2: Yeah, so basically in the beginning of the episode, Maggie hands Connor a note about a call he received, you know, from his dad, and he immediately trashes it. He's like, "Fuck this shit, I'm done." And towards the end of the episode. You get this random guy who comes in and starts talking to Connor about how his boss wants to see him, and then he takes him outside, and obviously we realize that his boss is Connor's dad, and we get this.
0: You wear the scrubs well? I'm glad you approve. Long time. Got a couple of minutes.
3: We can go grab a coffee and maybe
0: catch up. Working. Ah. You know, I took it as a good sign that you'd come home, that maybe you'd work through your issues. My issues? Come on. Let it go. Let's move on. You're still the same, aren't you? It's untouchable. Let me tell you something. When you left this town, Connor, I was deeply hurt. Yeah, you asked Claire. But right now, I am willing to put all that behind me for the two of us to start over. good pitch dad really you hit all the right notes not buying it
1: it's your son dude you couldn't bother to go inside yeah
2: it's just one well, the whole time when connor's dad is like the way he's talking about, he's like oh yeah i knew you'd come back blah 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 and you know that whole thing i was like
1: dude like really really so he'd been gone since his mother died. Right? I think so. I think so too. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna I mean, we're gonna refresh our memories on a lot of these things. Yeah. And I'm gonna be making
2: notes as it happens. Yeah. But yeah. I think so. Yeah. Crazy times. When it's also just kind of wild to see like Connor's dad. Like I feel like all the more recent stuff, obviously I remember with Connor's dad is all the Ava stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's like kind of not refreshing, but
1: like nice to see what it was like pre Ava. They did kind of botch that ending, didn't they? So bad. It really was, it was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. Like that was a completely outlandish.
2: Oh man, if we keep going, eventually when are we eventually have to get to like season
1: four. Oh man,
2: we. Have when did to we come eight... in on
1: bed? We came in in what season? We came in on season like four, didn't we? Or three? Three. We started at the beginning of season three. Yeah. The more time yeah. that goes by, the more I'm like, that could have ended a lot better. It really sucks. The whole Ava line storyline sucks, but so bad. It was so bad. And like that was another kind of situation where she brought out the worst in him. Oh god, yeah. They kind of fed off of each other. Mm-hmm. In like almost a more toxic way than Manstead. Manstead's a different level. Manstead had their issues, but
2: Ava was just toxic. Ava was psycho. Literally.
1: Yeah. hmm <laughs> Not looking forward to getting to those days. Oh, man. <laughs> Dear AMPTP, please end the strike so we don't have to relive it. Please end the strike soon so we don't have to go back to season four. Kate, okay, thanks. Bye. Kate, okay, thanks. Bye. Season four of Fire Chicago. and
2: Blood. Oh. Mm. PD is not that great either. And four? Well, four's not bad. Four's when, I mean, it, four's when Linstead breaks up and you have to go through that whole thing. And then Aaron leaves and Ruzik is gone for part of the season and blah, blah, blah. Four's I, not the best. Six is, six is PD's, like, we don't talk about that season. That's six. No, season six is still worse, but four is not great. The only good thing is you get Nick Wexler. That is a good thing. But like, Four's not great. <laughs> yeah. And then Jay's wife comes out of the middle of nowhere. Like, four's not great.
1: Note how he ghosted her too. Uh Yeah. I'm fine. I swear. Any other notes on men? All right. Moving into fire. I cannot believe this episode is 11 years old
2: crazy it's so crazy
1: they all look like babies oh my god yeah for
2: like sure actual
1: babies except for Bowden, who has not
2: aged Eamon <laughs> is not aged but everyone else they look like babies
3: mm-hmm.
1: yep uh Casey still has like the boy band blonde hair I mean Taylor is like a baby baby they're all babies
2: big babies Megan Fahey a baby uh,
1: yeah Megan Fahey yep oh man get us started please all right so Severin has like three different
2: things going on he's got the drug well the you know the drug stuff his feud or not feud i wouldn't call it but like his stuff with the darden boys um and then they introduced the nikki stuff he literally <laughs> severed has like three storylines going on in one episode yeah so there's a lot So the episode starts, though, Severide runs into Heather and the Darden boys, and the boys are really excited to see him. But Heather's like, come on, guys, like, let's go. And she basically like wants nothing to do with Severide anymore because she's basically like, Andy never even would have been a firefighter if it wasn't for you. And keep in mind, this is like a month after the Darden, after Andy died. Mm -hmm. So it's all very fresh. The ones are very fresh. But yeah, she wants nothing to do with him. Um. And then you're still obviously you've got Severide and Casey still fighting because they're at a call, which every time all these fire calls happened, I was like, I remember this so vividly, but I could not have told you they were in season two or as episode two. Because I remember this call with the grease fire and like, you know, Casey kind of covering for the guy. You know, mm-hmm. like I remember that so vividly, but I could not have told you that it was like episode two. And so they're at the call. And Severide sees Mills, like, relax in a ladder and, like, gets on him for, like, not having both hands on it. And then, like, there's this whole Severide and Casey tension because then Casey kind of yells at Severide. And it's just like, Mommy and Daddy are fighting. I don't like it.
1: I don't like it either.
2: And so then Severide goes to Shay and he's like, I need something. And so she gives him the vial of the drugs and he's, like, promises that it's the last, you know, she promises that's the last one. He's like, yeah, I swear. They could have gotten
1: in so much trouble yeah so much trouble so after shift severide
2: you know sees casey in the locker room and he asks him you know they have a, they can have a civil moment you know basically like how the dardens are doing in case like you know as good as can be expected he's like oh well they're supposed to be coming to the barbecue so severide immediately goes to bowden and asks for a few extra shifts he's like oh i'm broke he's like i need some money he's like how about this can we start it on saturday which is of course the day of the barbecue and Bowden's like
1: yeah no i'll uh, ask me again next month right, doing anything he can but facing his problems yeah
2: so then Bowden introduces nikki to the firehouse she's gonna be helping with payroll and of course you've got like back in the day when Cruz and otis every time like a good-looking female walked into the room they're like Their eyes just go wide and it's just like, oh, God, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: this is
2: definitely, this felt very 2012.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, God, this is so. mm. But also like deep brunette Megan Fahey. Baby Megan Fahey. Yeah. Baby, baby, baby. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Anyway,
2: so Nikki, of course, gets and she's, you know, just being all sweet. And Bowden's like, yeah, her dad and I are really great friends and yada, 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 you know, et cetera. So then they go on this call where basically a construction worker ends up having his leg trapped. And again, I remember this call very vividly. I did not remember it was episode two.
1: Yeah, I no, I remember this call. I remember the first time I watched this episode, like I hated it. I was like, this show's not going to last very long. <laughs> um, famous last words. Because this call actually bored me to tears when I first watched it. But rewatching it, I have a question. Okay, so- like, Kelly bonds with him, whatever, and then Kelly asks for the sozzle. Great. They get him the sozzle down, no problem. Well, the trauma surgeon finally arrives, and all we see is Kelly climb out of the hole and say it's a recovery. Did are, are they trying to imply that Kelly put this guy out of his misery?
2: I think he was. they implied that he was trying, he was going to, and then I think he passed before he got to that point.
1: But he had the guy's blood on his gloves. uh but didn't he wasn't he wouldn't
2: he have been bleeding from like wherever the rubble was like crashed on him
1: not necessarily i mean but he was coughing up wood so that's like yeah fair, but
2: no i think they imply that i don't think he did but i think they imply it i think he just died because of internal you know bleeding and you know because like at that point they're like oh the trauma surgeon's like 15 minutes out and kelly's like we don't have that time like yeah, we so don't have right. 15 minutes that's so i he think he just sozzl. died
1: yeah i hope so unless there's like a way darker version of this show that we don't know about yeah
2: <laughs> but anyway so like you said so this construction worker and kelly they're bonding and the, constri- the guy gives them some advice and he's like don't wait too long to get married and i'm like and look where we are now yeah i'm like we've come so far but also kelly may be ruining his marriage we don't know tbd I, there's and one thing at a time, I know. Anyway, so basically, everyone at the one of the things that's going on is like basically everyone has to sit through this like whiteboard presentation from the brass about the and call and like basically like what they did wrong. Well, it's like not just the, it's not the brass; it's the chaplain. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, that's cheap, a Rotus. I could have sworn that was the chaplain. No,
1: <laughs> no, that's that's Chick, who's like a real life.
2: Yeah, and he, they call him Chief Chikrotis.
1: On I the could show. have sworn that was the chaplain. No, it's definitely not the chaplain. This is what happens when these episodes are 10 years old and you're revisiting them. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not the chaplain. Um, But yeah, basically, it's like, this is what you did
2: wrong. And like, this is how you could have saved him. And it's like, oh, Jesus, like that. I, I could not sit through
1: something like that. Me neither. And I, I completely understand why Seb walked out. Yeah. Some, I mean, it's already haunting you. You don't want to, like, have it rubbed in your face again. And then he basically, he walks immediately right out of the thing and goes straight to the bathroom and ejects his shoulder.
2: Yeah. 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 Um. So, fast forward to the barbecue, the Darden show up, and Severide is like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to Heather. And so he tries to talk to her, and again, she kind of, like, shuts him down and stuff's so like you know andy loved being a fighter fighter like it was our dream since we were kids and heather's like he worshipped you like are you sure it just wasn't your dream and then she like walks away and i was like
1: it's easy to forget that like seven garden grew up together like they knew each other from kindergarten yeah and they knew each other way before
2: casey came into the picture yeah yep. um yeah so then of course like nikki kind of interrupts and she like tries to flirt with Severide and he like blows it off he's like i'm just really not in the mood for this but then of course he can't ignore her because he's back at home like watching the cubs game and who shows up our girl Mm mickey she like has his jacket and my first thing is like so she's already like looked up his address like she's like day one on the job and she's like let me
1: look up where severide lives that's how everybody communicates on these shows there's never a call or text it's just showing up at their door Yeah and even
2: then she's like trying to put the moves on him and he like surprisingly stops it and he's like no like we're we're not doing this surprisingly definitely being the keyword yeah um but basically the episode ends with the going because throughout the episode you kind of get these moments where Severide like takes a call and he's like yeah that sounds good like i'll meet you there or whatever and like Kind of, you are like who the fuck is he talking to? And then you realize he, the episode ends and he goes to visit the construction worker's wife. And he shows her this video that he made of the worker guy, you know, as like his last wishes to his wife. And this moment is just really sweet. Georgia, my love.
0: God, I wish I were better at this. Oh my God. I made a lot of promises to you over the years. Somewhere harder to keep. I promised you. House in Provence. I'm sorry we never made it there. You worked so hard on that French. But any promise that I ever made about you, about how you were the, the final piece to my puzzle, was I kept today, every day. I know, I know what you're thinking about Kelly here because I thought it too. He's exactly the son that I pictured for us. And if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have had this chance to say goodbye. Oh my love, do you remember how I made you promise me that you'd let me die before you? Oh, thank you, my love. Because I couldn't live a day in this world without you, George. <laughs>
3: Mon more.
2: I was like crying when you get to the point where he's like, I know what you're thinking about Kelly here because I thought it too. And he's like, he's Sally, the son I pictured for us. And I was like, Mm. oh, my God. Like, even this guy who got to know Kelly for like 10 minutes could see like the good person he was. I was just like, oh, my God. All the tears. Kelly's good people. Even back then, he was still good people.
1: Really? Yeah, really? He really is. A party boy. And sometimes an asshole but a good person. He had better fucking come home, I swear to God.
2: I have so many. Eventually we should just do like, this is what I, I just have so many thoughts
1: about that, but that's for a different episode. He'd better come home.
2: Yeah. Come home and then you and Stella can go move somewhere else or blah, blah, blah. Like, just don't ruin the marriage.
1: You know who I'd be really frustrated for if I were them is Christian. He like like by now he would know if his character's alive or not, and he still is just kind of like. Rrr. I mean, I you don't think that he's
2: been like he's like talked to Andrea or whatever or Gilly, and then like, hey, just like I know obviously nothing set in stone officially, but like, do you have a plan? Like, what what's would the your, idea? Like, what's your idea? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Do Andrea and Gilbert even know? I, I don't know.
3: Question marks everywhere. Yeah,
1: it's so crazy. Yeah. So uh we've also got Otis and Herman and Mills because they all kind of just like combined together. Like they're not enough for
2: each their own sections. But
1: the comedy storylines now are just not what they used to be no I do I do miss Otis getting like hyper fixated on things I do feel like though I actually do like there are some really good ones in the
2: beginning obviously then there was like a dull period and then I feel like eight nine and ten I feel like were like good comedy storyline seasons they were like there's some really good like ones in the later seasons too though
1: yeah i would love 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 if we could get like a cruzumba like reprise in season 11
3: i feel like it has to what are we going to
1: 12 12. (laughs) whatever season i i i legit like don't know numbers now it's been so long i'm like
2: i feel like i feel like eventually someone's gonna have like i feel like before
1: if joe were to ever leave the show like i feel like they have to give it to us one more time joe's never leaving don't put that in the universe
2: like oh hobby like let's take you like
1: i feel like they had to work hobby into it somehow like father and son zumba yeah yeah oh man so yeah so otis is basically questioning why 81's symbol is a goat because it's weak in his opinion I, i miss his little like hyper fixations it's just funny so yeah, so he asked Casey and Casey's like, Yeah, well, 81's first fire years ago, it was at a goat farm in Little Italy. And so that's why our mascot's a goat. And Otis is like, this is bullshit. Cause like Squad has a three-headed dog. That's badass. This is this engine is engine not... has a camel. Yeah, like that makes sense. That makes sense. Ours does not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so Herman comes back after his injury in the pilot and he plays a prank on everyone. He's like, oh, he like comes in with a cane. He's like, they nicked a nerve in my leg. I may never walk again. And I then, honestly forgot they almost killed Herman in the pilot. Yeah. Yep. Like think about how, like if
2: they had actually done it that way, like think about how different this show would have been. Oh my God.
1: If you don't have Herman as like the heart and soul of 51. I I can't. Wow. I don't even, the show would be like, The show would not be the same. No.
2: I just, like, I I honestly really forgot they, like, they kind of went, almost went there in some Mm -hmm. ways.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. They did that. So, yeah, so after they come back from the shift, the Herman kids, who are kids. There's four of them. Because Kenny's not even born yet. Nope. There's four of them. Like, they're such babies. Oh, my God. Literal babies. Like, Annabelle's a toddler. Oh. Yeah. Like, what the f- Teeny, tiny, little, itty-bitty babies. Lee Henry is, like, maybe ten. They're such babies. I know. It's it's crazy. It's, it's so crazy. It's really cute, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the the Herman kids, like, made a drawing, and it's, like, kid art for Shay and Dawson, saying, like, thank you for saving our dad. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so cute. You're so bitty. they are so itty bitty Yeah. So... Otis wants to design a new crest, but Herman loves it because it's all about reversing the Cubs curse. So basically everywhere Otis goes, he gets a different answer. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, oh, this just like reverses the Cubbies curse because, you know, a goat owner cursed them, which is why they always suck because this is before they won their first Super Bowl in a hundred years. Gina. Yes. Did you just say Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> world series world series yeah i knew that i for the record i knew that i just i was about to say any I sport thought, that's not soccer is just like i speak other sports i just don't speak them as well as soccer well soccer or gymnastics <laughs> i knew the difference it's just super bowl is what came out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> my bad uh yeah so Uh, Yeah, a goat owner cursed them, and that's why they haven't won the World Series since like 1906 or whenever it was. I knew that football season starts this weekend. Okay, I've got like fall on the brain. (laughs) Um, yeah, so then the guy, like, they're leaving shift, and the guys are picking on Mills. They're like, Yeah, dude, like, the picnic is dress blues, like, full dress blues, like, it's really important. And so Mills is like, Okay, he kind of like suspects that. It might be a prank, but he's like, I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. But yeah, the joke is on everyone else because Mills does show up in dress blues. Looks damn good. And a girl comes up to him and is like, are you the captain? Uh, and then Otis like goes wingman. And is like, he's like, no, he's actually the commissioner. <laughs> so yeah, she's totally impressed. Um, and then like the way they all roast Otis after, they're like, you're his wingman now? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, so funny. So the next shift otis brings up the goat thing to Bowden, and so Bowden's like yeah it's named after billy goat Bukansky, the first chief of 51 and someone who was a mentor to me did you catch the billy goat part yes yeah yeah uh so then they're walking away and casey asks Bowden. casey's like was that real and Bowden just laughs very funny did you also catch the tidbit with Bowden? because there there was a little like factoid in there about Bowden that i was like wait a minute uh when he's talking about nikki Bowden says that he and nikki's dad were in the navy together did we know Bowden was military i think so I well i mean obviously that. not before now we didn't but like i don't think we ever knew that well i mean obviously we had to have because no but i don't think they ever like revisited it ever Are you sure it doesn't come up in, like, even the, like, 9-11 episode? I swear I have never heard them mention it once, aside from in that episode. Because also, then, why did we never get an Ethan and Bowden scene?
2: I mean, a million reasons, but you know what I'm saying. I (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a million reasons why we didn't get a Bowden, you know, but I feel like we knew that.
1: Maybe they do bring it back. I don't know. This is why we need to do this rewatch. It really is, though. Yeah, jot that down on your your like Chicago chronology.
2: Yeah, I'm tra- I'm really trying. I want to make like for each character. I want to do it by character and like have like you know Med Ethan and then like that fact and then like the episode we learn it in. That's my plan. I like it. I like it. Boat. So Bowden's gonna be like Navy, and I got- I'm gonna go back and listen to Question that scene, mark? but yeah
1: yeah yep so then otis seeing how much attention mills got at the barbecue um he decides to try it at the bar and wear his dress blues and it works he has three ladies
2: he has the attention of three ladies yeah
1: yeah otis's death is so tragic it's so bad like these episodes especially these early episodes you're just like man we had it so good with these characters i miss them. it's so just much. like a different time it really is though it I'm honestly
2: really feels it. like these watching these episodes i was like what shows am i watching yeah i'm like there's some characters that are the same but i'm like
1: what am i actually watching watching met it was like watching a whole new show PE felt like watching a whole new show yeah yep for sure for sure so then we've got casey and dawson because they're not dawsy yet No, not even close. They're not even close to Dossie yet. Not even close. So crazy. Sophie. Hallie is still in the picture. (sighs) Take it away, Brenna.
2: So Casey, so going back to the pilot, quick refresher. Basically, Casey and Hallie are broken up at this point in time because they can't agree on kids. They were engaged and then they broke up. Because they basically can't agree on kids. Casey wants kids. Hallie's like, I don't really know. And, yeah, that's where we're at. So Casey's at one of his construction gigs after work. And Hallie stops by. And she's like, you know, listen, I had said prior to, us, like, you know, not being together. Like, you know, that I'd bring a dessert to the barbecue. And I want to know if it's, like, still okay for me to go. And Casey's like, it's fine. And he's like, in fact, we should go together. And I'm just like, okay. Great idea. Yeah. So later on in the ambo, ambo, Dawson and Shay are you know working on a patient, and they, she, Dawson or Shay asks Dawson like who she's bringing to the barbecue, and like she hesitates, but then Shay's like, oh well, I heard a rumor about Hallie and Casey breaking up, and like Gabby like freaks out, and she you know her eyes get big, and it's just like, really, mm-hmm. you know, tell me more. So then of course though they are at Lakeshore because bed doesn't exist at this point in fire world <laughs> like obviously we just covered med but med technically doesn't exist in fire at this point point. and so they're at lakeshore and they run into hallie and she mentions that you know her and matt are going to the barbecue together and you know so of course they and once they get outside gabby's just like nice until um so gabby ends up inviting this like nice doctor that i guess she was like kind of i don't remember Obviously, I don't really remember the pilot that much, but, like, had she been seeing him? Like, I don't think so. I feel I like this so. is I the first we just see like, him. Yeah. So, she invites a nice doctor to the barbecue. So, while they're at the barbecue, you know, they're talking. It's, like, Hallie and Casey and Shay and Shay's southern lady and gabby and the doctor whatever and like Shay kind of forces dawson into mentioning that she's been taking some pre-med classes and hallie's like oh well if you ever want to work a shift with me like just let me know i would love to have you you know blah 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 so then later on hallie sees casey playing with the darden boys and she gets this like look on her face kind of like you know do I really want this? Is this you know? Is he really right for me? Blah blah blah. And then later on, she sees Casey and Gabby talking, and she gets a different look on her face, kind of like a jealous, like I can already sense something, but like I'm, you know, whatever. No, yeah, they yeah. are just talking. Yeah, she—they are literally just talking.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: There's not even any Casey's like what Dawson who like he's like not even like not there yet. Nope. So of course, then later on, like after shift, Casey shows up for Hallie at the hospital and.
0: Hey. Hey. How was your shift? What do you always say to me? Fine. Typical. Uh, I've been thinking. Uh Uh-oh. No, nothing like that. What is it? Today, one girl died and... Another lived because one decides to drive, the other gets in the passenger seat. I moved out because we spent the last year constantly debating your career versus my expectations of the family. What if we simplify things? Start fresh. Put it all aside. Live every day like it could be the last. I'm saying I want to be with you
2: yeah basically they're really engaged now dun, dun, dun. and then it's kind of crazy to think about the span of their relationship in season one because they go from like broken up to back together to broken up to back together then she dies <laughs> <laughs> like that's a lot in like 15 episodes or however i think she dies in like 18 or something like that something like
1: that yeah that's a lot <laughs> yeah it's a it's a horrible no good very bad season for hallie yeah
2: well and then so the episode ends and like hallie and casey show up together to meet everyone at this bar that's not molly's because again molly's doesn't exist at this point and it's like weird to think about the pre-molly's days like it's really weird it really is
1: it's really weird yeah and that's episode two yeah
3: they're all so young
1: babies and
2: And even just do you know what also hit me i was like re-watching it and i was like watching everyone in like one of the earlier scenes truck so many people
1: yeah in in the early days yeah
2: it's casey vargas cruz otis herman mills and i'm forgetting somebody oh and mouch oh shit seven people on truck are you sure vargas wasn't squad no, he eventually goes to squad.
1: But Vargas no, is only in like three episodes. Or he
2: wants to go to squad. But no, he's he's in truck. Damn. And then obviously Cruz is still there before he goes. You yeah. know, Herman's still there before he goes. Like, there's seven people on truck. And I'm like, and now we're operating like a four-man crew on truck,
1: maybe. And I'm like, where's like, everyone else? Four-man crew, four-man squad, yeah yeah damn and then you <laughs>
2: see people like and you're like Vargas and Hadley and I'm just like oh man oh god Hadley that's a name I haven't heard in a long time well and in this point he's like not a problem and then eventually he becomes a problem and we're gonna get there too and it's like oh geez holy shit
1: that's so crazy. Yep. all right let's stretch it out because we're going into PD oh man this episode i'm not gonna lie this episode was a pain in the ass to outline it's so good though
2: and i think it's probably a pain in the ass because like it's technically a part two yeah you know it's like but they aired on separate nights so it's not really a part two but it's kind of a part two and but it's so good like we the popo stuff was so good it was so good and especially because then like he eventually comes back at the end of the season and like it's so good he was such a good villain he's up there for sure like he's so good yeah yeah
1: for sure I think the other reason it was difficult too is because even within the one story of the case you were bouncing around scenes so like even within the case you would have Alan Adam would have a scene and then you'd bounce over to Jay and Aaron having a scene and then like back to Antonio and it was just kind of Hard yeah, to back when the days of like you actually got to see all the characters. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Let's call a Spade a Spade though. Seasons one through four are definitely the Aaron Lindsay show. No, but like I I wouldn't call season one
2: through four. I would call some of the later seasons, or her later seasons, I should say. Two through four then. Yeah, I don't feel like one is as much, but I, but within the Aaron so it's like yeah, she may have gotten some of the main storylines, but like you'd still get like, it's not what we get now. Let's put it that way.
1: No, because after she left, it became a true ensemble show. I'll die on that hill.
2: No, but I'm talking about now, where you get the one character episodes. Yeah, like the I think the episodes that we you know, season eleven or season ten, you know, PD. I think it's easier to outline because it's, like, all case and you get it, like, it is a Kevin episode. So you're mainly getting Kevin and then, like, you may get, like, a Kevin and Adam scene or in a Kevin and Burgess scene, but it's, like, all Kevin. Right, right, right. This, I mean, this feels more ensemble because it's, like, you have the Antonio and Diego and then, yeah, you get a little bit Jay and Aaron. And then you get that, like, you get all of that within one episode.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, in episode two, they're trying to say, like... This is this character. They serve this purpose. This is what this character believes. Right, you know, because the, even yeah. when
2: it's like, like you said, when it's like the Aaron show, like in kind of her later seasons, mm-hmm. you still get like the Adam and Antonio stuff or like, you know, the Burgess, you know, the Burgess beat cops. Like you still get that stuff within Aaron, maybe having a main storyline. Yeah. It's not the same way we do episodes now.
1: No, no, not so. at all. I'm just... Uh, oh okay that makes a lot of sense uh there's a plat tidbit in there that I wanted to elaborate on and I couldn't find uh what I needed and I just found what I needed so oh that's funny okay I'll hold that thought till we get there okay so if you forgot where we are um uh, Diego just got kidnapped yes that's pretty much it which I still think this was like a genius way for them to like go from the pilot into the rest of the series it's really like, good yeah, because it just spits you out right into the middle of the action. So, um, this episode's called "Wrong Side of the Bars." It aired on January fifteenth of twenty fourteen.
2: Yep, it was a mid season. PD was a mid season. Mid
1: season, and it's also going to turn ten years old here in a couple months. That's wild. So wild. So wild. So the previous episode, the "Fire," it was also it was written by Derek Hass and Michael Brandt, and this also this episode also was written by Derek Hass and Michael Brandt. Yeah. Yeah. So we hit the ground running in this episode okay so did antonio and laura own a donut shop this literally makes no sense i was wondering the same thing i'm like i guess but then you literally never see it ever again again, or even mentioned i don't think they ever really showed us like what was on their aprons if it was like dawson donuts or something no but like why else i
2: feel like if it's not a family business then why else would like, like he be there like right like if laura's just working at some random donut shop i doubt that uh Diego he's is taking just, out like, the hey, trash yeah. yeah
1: we literally never saw it again or even mentioned not even just see it mentioned <laughs> nope it's just that one episode it existed yeah kind of like laura being nice to antonio
2: same thing i was like when especially she's like talking about at one point when she they're like you know she's crying or whatever she's like you're the best dad to our kid and i was like it's just not hold up and we're two episodes into the show
1: i hope they eventually got to like a decent place i don't know about that you think even now like she still hates his guts i feel like maybe
2: i don't know about hates his guts i feel like she'll never be like totally there for him i hope that like him kind of going through his shit in seasons you know his drug stuff and whatever like she had some sympathy for him and like maybe even if she doesn't still like him then like she's at least like civil
1: you really hated his guts on the show she really hated him oh man yeah yep Yeah. So they're at the donut shop, this this donut shop we only see once that only exists in this one episode. Um, and a neighbor comes in with a note and it's all in Spanish. So Pulpo basically goes free by midnight or Diego dies. Yep. So Antonio goes to see Pulpo and I forgot how like absolutely sinister Pulpo was. I meant to look at the guy who
2: plays him because he's so fucking good. He
1: is good. And I did look him up and I just don't remember his name. I'm looking it up right now Um, because he's been in, what else was he in that I watch? Um, He was in Big Sky, but I don't think it was this most recent season because that's the only one I watched. I'm trying to see. Let's see. Arturo Del Porto is his name.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to click on him. Let's see if I can find do where is he what have i seen him in i didn't watch for all mankind i haven't seen westworld i haven't seen big sky i haven't seen queen of the south i haven't seen like any of these things queen super of the sure. south filmed here in dallas yeah i mean i saw the flash so like maybe his one episode but i wouldn't know him from that
1: yeah he's had like one episode here a couple episodes there uh yeah it depends on the season of big sky he was in but i would have seen him there but i didn't recognize him if so um what is godfather of harlem about he's been in
2: a lot of things though
1: yeah a prequel to the 2007 film american gangster okay but he's so good for sure oh yeah he's fantastic like Well, I just love, which we'll
2: get there eventually when we get toward that point in PD, but, like, I love that they bring him back at the end, too. Like, it just, it's so good. Like, I feel like they did, which, and I kind of wish sometimes they would do more, that, like, he's involved in the case of the week, like, you know, the case per episode, but there is, like, a story, like, a season arc of, like, a villain. Yeah. Because, like, obviously he comes back, and then they kind of ruin it because he's not the finale. It's, like, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um. Um Zip, whatever so before the finale, but
1: whatever Godfather of Harlem is, he is in it along with the guy who plays Lou Atwater. Oh, really? Six Degrees of One Chicago. <laughs> Ooh, Vincent uh, Some epic it? show.
2: I've never heard of it. Is it epic? Okay. I was gonna say Oh, Forrest Whitaker. Maybe I have heard of it. Giancarlo
1: Esposito. Dang, there's a Chas lot of people. Chaz Palm and Terry. Yeah, a lot of big people. Dang. All right. All right interesting so good though i forgot how good popo is and the way that like antonio is like so you know this is what's going on and popo's just being so sarcastic and he's like maybe you should just do what they want like
3: yeah oh he's so just good. so good yeah so
1: good so so good so there are some little scenes in here that like are part of the case but not part of the case the pacing in these early episodes is so much faster it's so much more enjoyable yeah i um, think I I just think sometimes the current cases, because there's
2: the the pacing is a little slower and there's like almost so many details because it's like all case. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it just goes so slow. I'm like, I don't care. This is an all. Literally, I'll be like, this scene is all case and I don't care.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And in the early seasons, too, they really drove home the team dynamic. They feel so much less like a team now. It's just like because
2: you get. Yeah an atwater episode and you can go the whole time and not see Haley, and it's like yeah. Haley's still there or like in these more recent season where taurus is just off doing like training and you're like what the fuck like where right. is taurus
1: right there are more so like five individuals who just happen to work together in these these seasons now yeah yeah either so a couple little scenes here so we get an adam and al scene so good so good yeah so al is basically explaining to him how to go undercover he's like so you just need to pick a pair of clothes this is what's going on and wendy of all people buzzes phone because adam has still not told wendy about what he does yep yeah it's hard to imagine that there was ever a time like pre-kim for him
2: him don't get together till like later this season so like And I feel like Wendy's a big part of them kind of, you know, the beginning of the Kim and Adam stuff, because at that point it's kind of like forbidden, you know? Yeah. So I feel like, I I feel like it's not hard, but like sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, Wendy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, at the end of this episode, when she pops up, I'm like, oh yeah, like he was engaged before. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So the commander pulls Hank aside. I cannot remember this commander's name. I don't think it's Commander Fisher, but he's the one. No, at the... Commander
2: Fisher is that like white guy.
1: The, the tall, skinny guy. Yeah, the white guy. This is the commander who at the end of the season, like I don't even remember what season, his nephew is a cop and like gets in trouble in like some way, shape or form. And then like they both end up dying. He's not around. I want to say Fisher comes in like two or three. three. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, this guy's not around for long. No, but he comes back and then he dies. Oh, I can't remember his name. That's going to bug me. But yeah, so he pulls Hank aside to talk to him and Belden. And Belden is the guy who was in charge of major crimes. Basically, Hank is like, Hank blames this guy for Jules dying. Yes. Is what it is. As he should. Yeah, as he should, because, you know, Belden didn't tell him what was going down. And so I, I do love the way Voight just kind of like makes his point in this moment, how Belden's like, well, he basically accused me of killing Jules in front of the whole district. He's like, there's no basically about it. Yeah, <laughs> I did what I did. Um, and then Hank comes back at him, and he's like, so what does it say about your police skills that they gave me the job that you wanted? Just kind of like throwing it in his face.
2: The only yeah. time I was rooting for Voight in this episode, but
1: yeah. Yeah, so this is basically the, like, you better get this right or you'll lose your job scene. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. So then we go from that to baby Linstead. The early days of Linstead. Oh my goodness. Where it's just, like, all banter and it's just... Yeah. It's so good. So if the previous scene was, like, the you better get this right scene, this is the exposition scene reminding you that Jay was a soldier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I refer to this scene quite a bit because I the dialogue in this this scene is, like, so icky to me. I don't know if it's just me, but, like, people don't talk like that. I don't know. I think Sophia did the best that she could with this scene, but the dialogue is so icky. How she's like, I used to think that cops under Voight were untouchable. It just gives really bad high school theater monologue to me. I I honestly didn't really pick up on that, but now that you kind of say it, I can see it. Yeah. It, yeah. It just, it gives really bad high school theater monologue. As a soldier, how did you handle it? It's just not, doesn't do it for me. Sophia did the best that she could. She absolutely did, but icky. I honestly hadn't really thought about it. So that's funny. Watch it back. And I think you'll see what I'm referring to. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. So they all go try to stake out this Milpas guy. This is another guy who was working under who they think might have something to do with Diego's disappearance so they go stake him out poor Adam and Al like why is it that Aaron and Jay and Boyd and all them they get to be all cozy in the car and Adam and Al are the ones who have to be like extra and undercover because they're just that's what they do they do all the undercover and it's like every time I
2: just see even in this episode just like every time I see them undercover I'm like
1: it's so good yeah yeah kind of unnecessary in this instance but like i'll take it yeah yeah i'm not mad i'm not mad so al walks away for a minute and adam's by himself and that's when he sees this milpas guy come out and so adam approaches him which like void is like what the hell is adam doing well what did you expect him to do you didn't tell him to stand down this is just what you realize so you're like
2: adam is such a baby he is such a baby he doesn't know anything he's been a cop you're
1: like Two seconds. He doesn't think he just acts. I mean, yeah, not that that hasn't really changed, but it really no, no, nope. nope, yeah. But we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, so it just doesn't go well. The guy gets away. Aaron gets hit with like some sort of pipe, which like okay. Um, Antonio mad. Antonio real mad.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of laid the foundation for like the future Antonio Adam beef.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like this more more is, like, emotional. Like, because obviously it has to, it, it really stems from just the fact that, like, Antonio wants to get his son back.
1: Yeah, for sure. But then he also gets mad at Aaron. He's like, never mind the person who let herself get jumped.
2: Again, I think that's more, though, like, I mean, not that I excuse that, but I think that's all just, like, him coming from you know, he just wants, he's doing anything he can. He's desperate to find Diego.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But also, Aaron's brand new in her career, too. Like, I mean, not like not Adam new though. Not Adam new, no. But she's probably like the next newest. No, well,
2: I'm trying to think. Like, why? You know that scene where she's like talking to Jay, and she's and they're like, "Well, I've been in this unit long." It's how? Yeah.
3: Jay
1: says, "Jay says I've been on the job longer." Oh, Jay, it's Jay that says that. So yeah, yeah which we know that, but yeah, yep. Man, so. Jin finds a video because Jin, another character who got done so dirty. Yeah. Well, have we ever ranked like when Chicago deaths? I feel like we have. And I don't even know if Jin cracked the list. I feel like, or did we talk about it? We talked about it for sure because we're always debating who had the worst death between Hallie and Nadia. Yeah. Or i feel like there's a couple newer injuries since then do we need to update the list of worst
3: deaths
1: (laughs) yikes yeah yikes indeed for sure for sure so yeah so Jin shows them a ransom video um and diego's just like daddy help me like i'm missing all that stuff so they go back to the file room they start flipping through ci's to see who can help them and Jay finds Aaron's file, which is clearly terribly photoshopped. Either that it's or they so just bad. like did not give the makeup job much of an effort. It's so bad. It, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So yeah, Jay just finds the file and is like, I'm gonna just uh, clock that. Oh, speaking, of, I should have brought it up earlier, but speaking of
2: bad Photoshop jobs, at the end of Med, the photo of Natalie and her husband, her dead husband, whose name I can't remember, Jeff. is so bad. It's so bad.
3: I don't think
1: that one really stood out to me. I it I actually didn't think that looked that bad. Because I, I did take a glance at that being like, was this like terrible or something? It wasn't terrible. Oh, I feel like it looked terrible. Not nearly as bad as the one with Ethan's father and partner. That one's bad too. But I think I this one may be worse. This is really, it's
2: not great. In my opinion, it was not great.
1: I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was terrible. Um, I might have to look at that one again. But yeah. So as they're looking through the list of CIs, um, a couple things happen here. So Al mentions to Hank about his doubts about Adam.
3: Hey,
0: boy, hmm. I was wrong with Ruzek. Yeah, he certainly ain't his father's son.
3: Yeah,
0: it was a gut call. I was wrong, so I'm going to send him back to the Academy. Your gut's always been smarter than you, Alvin
1: saying like he's definitely not his dad it's a good thing he's not disco bob amen to that and that is that is a fact that has remained consistent yeah yep yep and so um Antonio finds one of his old CIs from Vice and I like this conversation between Adam and Alan Antonio because like they're kind of explaining how the show works right so adam's like how do you keep a ci and adam's like well antonio's like that's really easy like don't make them testify don't lie to them and then i was just like yeah sometimes you have to throw a case like they're laying the foundation of really explaining it to not only him but us i like that yeah yeah so antonio finds one of his old ci's from vice and we kind of move from there so while that's happening aaron and jay are scoping out possible locations just in case we need to do a trade of Pulpo for diego just listen us. Yeah.
0: i gotta ask you something go ahead I saw your file. As one of Void's CIs. Did he turn you out?
1: He didn't have to turn me out. I volunteered because he saved my life. Okay, but like, shout out to Jay for not like, holding on
2: to it. Yeah. But I feel like that's always been Aaron and Jay's relationship, or it definitely was in the beginning, like they just never held anything back it was like if it's on jay's mind he's gonna ask aaron about it if aaron it's on aaron's mind she's gonna tell him about it you know it's like i feel like that was just them from the beginning
1: yeah gonna land that foundation yeah brenna take it from here
2: please okay so basically the ci gives them a hotel and of course they don't find diego they find the paneling wall in the background of the video. So they know he was there at one point, but they don't find him. But there is Milpas. Um, and so then we get one of our first sequences of like Voight almost kind of tempting the members of intelligence to essentially like do everything they can to, you know, get the guy. Um, it's, this was yeah. weird then we're getting into the portion of pd where i was like this is this none of this holds up oh this was so bad on the police it's brutality so front. Bad. it's so bad it's not great
1: i just don't understand what void is trying to accomplish when he does this and i we've had many a conversation about this and many a discussion but like i mean i think void knows that there is a darkness inside of everyone but like if you don't know if that person doesn't know how capable they are or like of like how far they're capable of taking it then why would you egg them on say that again okay so i just like because in, in this episode especially like avoid is just kind of like do what you gotta do like do what you gotta do right and then he gets so far to the point where he's like cut his eye out like what is what what are you trying to accomplish That's a great question yeah like at that point antonio's on top of the guy he's got the knife within like a millisecond of his face like how he can't go much further than that without causing the guy bodily harm so i just don't i, I don't understand what Voight thinks he's accomplishing when he does that aside from like literally encouraging police brutality
2: well yeah that's i mean i yeah that's the point that's how Voight. void only knows that way of getting things done And so that's what he he's building a team.
1: That's what he's encouraging them to do. Yeah, I just like and that goes back to what I was saying before. He's like, I think I think he realizes Boyd realizes that there is a darkness inside of everybody. Uh, But like, that's not the place to test it, you know, like. That's not the place to test it, especially there was that episode like seasons ago with Kevin and like the guy he's Kevin's got a gun on the guy and voice just like, I'm right here. Like, do what you have to do. Just like, do what you have to do. That's not the place to test how far he's going to go. I
2: think, though, and I'm not sticking up for this at all because I don't agree with Voight's methods. Mm-hmm. I think it makes maybe story wise a tiny bit more sense in season one because it's a new unit these are new people to his team he doesn't trust antonio yet he doesn't trust jay yet like he kind of has to get a feel for who they you know what kind of cops they are you know what you know their role on this team is going to be so like again i don't agree with any of it and especially these it's just the the police brutality in this episode is just like it's really bad really bad but I think story-wise, it maybe makes a tiny bit more sense in something like season one than that episode in season whatever it was. I'm gonna say like six or seven.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but we've seen times when it's backfired. The whole Antonio debacle when Eva gets kidnapped. Yeah, because you know both has both kidnapped. kids get kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. Also, season six, right? Yes. Yeah. This is why we don't talk about season six. Season six is not a great... It's, it's, a, it's a disaster. Oh, boy. I'm going to go on my Antonio Deserve
2: Better rant, but yeah. Oh, I remember that at the end of the finale. Oh, God. Oh, I still... It's still my, like, probably number one sore spot about PD. It was... Yeah. No, it was... Antonio Deserve Better because he's the person that basically started two spinoffs and blah, blah, blah. John Zeta Deserve Better, and I just... And you may... We never get to have, like, John gigantic. Zeta on the podcast. That's going to be my, like... <laughs> john you deserve better i know you're not gonna make a comment but like god damn it i just that's gonna be me one day
1: yeah we'll just go in wearing like justice for antonio shirts well no not justice that's too on the nose (laughs) unintended pun (laughs) horribly unintended pun antonio deserve better yeah right that's what we'll say
3: yeah
1: for sure for sure carry on
2: (laughs) anyway so And then, of course, Antonio goes so far as to, like, Milpas is, of course, his first thing he said is he's, like, lawyer. And Antonio's like, nope, you ain't getting a lawyer. And it's just like, oh, my God. That could get the whole fucking case thrown out right there. Yeah. And this is where things get really bad. Because Antonio basically goes to Laura and is like, this is what Voight laid out for me. This is how we get Antonio back. And Laura's like, okay, it's not my favorite, but, like, do it.
1: And it's like, what the fuck? well okay i if it's your son like i i get you're not thinking completely rationally
2: No, i mean yeah i don't think laura is her reaction would be like yeah like let's abide this law and you know let's follow everything by the book like i get it but like it's also you know no i know um and then of course you leave. It's like then we get a cage scene, and then Antonio literally wraps a chain around his hand and like punches Ernesto in the stomach, and it's just like,
1: oh my god, I can't get that image out of my head of Antonio wrapping the chain around his knuckles. It's yeah, too much.
2: I will say this episode was a. It made it very like when I was rewatching it, I was like, I'm really glad that like Antonio didn't really end up being like becoming this person that yeah. he did end up kind of in one way becoming Void's antagonist you know morally at least
1: I feel like that's definitely the furthest he's ever let himself go because like he doesn't even go back to that when Eva gets kidnapped no when
2: Evan gets kidnapped was in a whole Checked different out. place yeah. yeah yeah um and then of course so basically he ends up getting they basically ends up leading them to Union Station so aaron spots mateo and diego on a bus so basically they end up coming up with a scheme where aaron gets on the bus and they end up using the bus driver and creating this whole plot
1: and yeah
2: it's good it's it's a
1: really great sequence it really is yeah it really is how like they stop the bus and then you have adam and al dress up as like the bus drivers and well, just how, yeah. like, they go from the whole plan of, like, they're all still at Union
2: Station, and they radio in the driver, and, you know, mm-hmm. she's playing along. Like, it's just, it's really good. It's yeah. really
1: good. Uh, it was weird really And Jay with the sniper shot. Oh, I oh, miss those days so much. I know, Sniper Jay. Why was it so sexy? It
2: never gets, it honestly never gets old. It really doesn't. It never gets old. Um, yeah, so basically Adam ends up ramming the bus so that Mateo loses his grip on Diego, and then Aaron catches him, Antonio takes Mateo down, and it's that's how we end up back with Diego safe. Yep. And then it ends with Birdwater driving Antonio and Diego home, and they reunite with Ava and Laura, and yeah. Babies. Actual babies, though. But yeah, the pulpo storyline is so good. It really is. It really, really is.
1: Yeah. Yep. So we had a little bit of Burge water here because this is back in the day when we still had patrol. And oh, they're tiny little children. They're oh my goodness. actual babies. Yeah. So Platt assigns their car, which makes two other uniforms laugh. And Kim's like, what the fuck? And so they get in the car. It smells really bad. I forgot and- this was so early. Yeah, yeah, I forgot this too. Um, so I thought this was so funny. When they get in the car and Kev gets real serious because Kim's like, what did you do to Platt? And Kev goes, Kim, I'm gonna get real serious with you right now. Like, don't go somewhere if you're not ready. Like he <laughs> like laid on the lopper. Um uh, it turns out Kim called Platt a house mouse after the whole stunt in the pilot of like tracking down her cousin's ring or something. Yeah. Yeah. And and then Burg just said, she's like, sometimes my temper can hinder my ability to communicate. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So the whole case happens, whatever. And at the very end, it ends with Kim and Kevin bringing flat a hot dog from a Chicago staple called hot dogs. Okay. So I went Googling because I was like, cause there's like that moment she takes the bite of the hot dog and Kevin kind of gives her this look of like, this is weird. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Platt. I'm sorry. I was about to call her Amy. And then I was like, that's her real name. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Platt's I guess Platt's favorite hot dog from this place is called the Elvis. And so I had to go look this up and I found it right before we started recording. Okay. So here we go. Okay. So the Elvis dog, our take on the King's legendary favorite sandwich features house peanut sauce, crispy bacon, grilled banana and real maple syrup on your choice of hot dog or bratwurst and will be served for the very first time inside a delicious brioche bun. Okay, let's go over those ingredients one more time. Yes, yeah, say that again. Peanut sauce, uh-huh. bacon, grilled banana, ew. and maple syrup, ew, on a hot dog. It sounds gross, and that
2: is class favorite. That doesn't surprise me, but that sounds gross.
1: I'm just like the sweet and the savory, I get, but like that, ha- I couldn't like. I think a whole one of that would just like up my stomach yeah i know charlie would try it no problem though Ugh, that sounds terrible it's kind of funny let me see if i can find a picture of it hold on it just sounds awful i mean yeah it's, it's, there, there's such a thing as too far and that sounds too far let's see No, that's not it. I think that's it. Nope, maybe not. I gotta see if I can find a picture, but like peanut butter and banana together are fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but not with a hot dog. Whatever. So yeah. Anyway,
2: this uh, yeah. sounds gross to me.
1: So that's that's the Burge Waters, little bitty bibbies, the bibbies, the bibbies. Yes. And then last up, there's a little bit about Jules because we're continuing the pilot. Yeah take it away yeah so basically we like you said we kind of finished out the
2: jewels stuff from the pilot um Aaron, we get to see Aaron making the death notification to alec um why was it her i I don't know why it's her but i mean i guess i'm kind of glad because at least then it's like i don't know if it makes it better or worse that like it's coming from someone you at least know
1: yeah I mean, um, it's just, at the end of the episode, her hands are shaking from, like, what just happened with Diego, so I would assume that she's pretty new to these things, so, like, to have her do a death notification by herself is kind of, like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so then that happens, you get the scene, you see that, and then, basically, it all kind of concludes, you get Jules's funeral at the end, Um and then you get the scene where Voight is talking to everyone in the unit about, you know, them coming together and the family, and it's just, it's great, so.
0: I've been given the go-ahead to run intelligence the way I want to run it. No interference. This is our unit now. You do things my way our way. You'll unclip your badge at night knowing you did right. The police standing next to you are your family. And to me, there's nothing more important. If you're in,
3: stay here with me.
2: yeah and then we get the famous quote from our intro mm-hmm.
1: prize in nostalgia and then also there's that shot of all five of them and when you look at all five of them and remember that adam is the only one left
2: it's wild it's so wild yeah because i mean yeah kim and A- kevin are still obviously on patrol at this point yep that's crazy
1: right Oh, that's my wild when
2: you say it like that.
1: I know. I know. And then just like just that speech every time I hear it, just like gives me chills. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's PD. Yep. Any other notes? No, it was a really good episode. They really like hit the ground running with all three of these.
2: Yeah med is a little med was a little rough to me but i actually liked it I, I i didn't hate it But no i didn't hate it it's just like it just reminds me how much like the early seasons of med to me are not my favorite
1: yeah yeah like i, I really i don't care for the early seasons of med it definitely in general. Rem- reminded me of how much i miss it for sure miss what the shows oh the show yeah yeah I'm excited for doing this though this way. Like,
2: I think it's going to be fun, and like, we never do things in chronological, obviously, except for like the current seasons when they're airing. So, I think this will be fun.
1: Yeah, I think it will. I mean, yeah, it's it's either this or like we talk about other shows, or just like get on Zoom and stare at each other, or so... we do more random episodes. And I think I think this will I think this will be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be yeah, like rewatching this like ten, eight, nine years later, however many is going to be. It's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully you guys are watching along with us. Um, Remember that they're all on Peacock now. So yes. Yep. Cool stuff. So that's about all we've got. So you guys know where to find us. Let's see if I can still remember the spiel. Okay. So you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok. Meet us at Molly's across the board. So far, so good. Yes. Email us anytime about anything. Seriously, our inbox is like a ghost town. We miss it like all anything pod related we miss
2: and i mean the thing is is so we know what we're covering next week so if you guys are watching along you can send in your thoughts yes on the episode that's not like you know you send them on please we would love to include listener thoughts as we do this because we miss you yes
1: (laughs) yeah so, yeah, email us anytime, anything. Meet us at, at gmail.com. If you would like to support the pod for as little as $2 a month, you can do so by clicking the link in our socials to our Patreon page. I'm telling you, the 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 group is the best part. Mm-hmm. We've spun off little, like, rewatch groups now. like, And it's not even one Chicago-related. There's a group that watches Flashpoint every Wednesday, uh, which I am a part of because I love that show. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're close as can be. We're there's all, a timeless one. There's a timeless one, yeah. There's just... Check it out. We have a lot of fun together. A lot yeah. of fun together. So yeah, um, click the link at our socials to our T Public store. They're always having sales. Uh, yes,
2: I'm so sure they're going to have a Labor Day sale. I oh, don't yeah. know what it is, but I'm sure there's a Labor Day sale.
1: Yeah, uh, my my best friend Amy. I have to like distinguish between Amy's. Uh, she messaged me the other day and she was like, "There's a T Public sale. Do you need anything?" And like she was not referring to one Chicago, but I was like, "Should <laughs> I just get our violet shirt?" And then I was like, "No, I'm not doing that." So uh, yeah tea public always has stuff going on but yeah um next week we'll be around for 103 of all three shows so check that out but yeah in the meantime everybody have a great labor day weekend and stay safe stay safe stay safe please yes um yeah stay safe don't drink and drive don't do it um but yeah we missed you we're glad we're back and we will see you next week bye